live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. I'm live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios once again. Uh, I am joined by my very two good friends, first of which... Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com, live with us from Indian Trail, North Carolina, and from beautiful British Columbia in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. It's also from SmokingTobacco.com, my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga. Gentlemen, hello, and how are you? Doing good. Greetings from cold North Carolina. It's cold. like freezing here today. It's like 55, 55 degrees and rainy tonight. Really? I'm surprised. Memorial yeah. Day weekend isn't it supposed to be like you know, yeah, getting it's a, hot. It's supposed now? to clear out. It's it's supposed to clear out tomorrow, uh, and I'm taking a little trip after that too, and it's gonna be nice weather. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, 55 degrees at the end of May is is cold for around here. It's about 70, 71 today. Beautiful. A bit of wind, but uh, absolutely beautiful day. Yeah. It's, no, it's uh, uh, I'm wearing the sweatshirt because I don't want to put the heat on. It's a little too not cold enough for heat, but it's cool in here tonight. Yeah, I was gonna uh, I was gonna say it's uh, what was it like mid 70s today here in Boston, and tomorrow we're gonna hit almost 90. So, um, getting really excited. It's gonna be a nice Memorial Day weekend. We're looking at looking at the weather, it's gonna be nothing but straight sun until next weekend. So, it's Same. gonna be it's gonna be a nice week here. I'm very excited. High 60s, mid 70s. I think another day that's going to be in the 80s, but um, like perfect, just perfect weather. Not too hot, sunny, just perfect. So I'm very excited. Yep. In Boston, and I assume in the Carolinas, and probably British Columbia too, uh, in the somewhat colder, especially for me and Mitchell, the actual cold areas, Memorial Day is <laughs> usually like that unofficial beginning to summer. Like I know the first day of summer is like, end of june but like you know really like memorial day weekend that's like all right this is when summer starts so we're yeah. on par right now which is nice but for william cooper man, yeah i feel bad it's cold yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i mean memorial day is summer here i mean usually about may 15th is when you start getting closer into those summer months but like you know the difference is where i am as opposed to where you are is uh, I'm probably more inland than most, both of you guys are. I'm a couple hundred miles from the ocean. So it does cool down here at night. Um, but usually you get more of the extreme – you get more extremities in the in the winter than in the summer. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of – in the summer, it's still warm here. It, it can still be 70 degrees and humid. So uh, it's definitely a little unusual here uh, for this type of weather. Yeah, it's uh, and the Carolinas are nice, man. I, I know people who live there, and um, you know, the only thing is, you guys still get like the hurricanes. Um, um we we tend to get the remnants of the hurricane. Yeah, so, not like I mean, Florida it, does, but yeah. Yeah, we there's been there was one hurricane that hit here in 1989. It was really bad. It was called Hugo, and it was just it was a monstrosity of a hurricane where the hurricane band came up from 200 miles away. So that, but we mostly will always, somehow we always get the remnants of every hurricane that hits the continental U.S. Even if it's like Texas, it, it comes our way. So, um, but we, we and sometimes those rains are very heavy we'll get. Pocket. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Charlotte's a different city. We don't have a river. 
but we have a lot of creeks in the city, and the creeks will swell. That's that's a good point too. Yeah, up here we just the snow and the cold is really bad, and then the humidity in the summertime. But that's manageable. I mean, <clears throat> we're lucky that we don't really have hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, all the big stuff, the major stuff. We don't really get that here. And if we do, it's like so minor that it's like, wow, what the hell was that? Um, yeah. We just have incredible we... cold and incredible humidity. Now, we do get tornadoes in our area. Like bad? Um, I've actually... Um... F1s, you know, F5s, but we get F1s, F2s. I, I actually, when I lived in New Jersey, had, had tornado damage to my house. Uh, oh, wow. We had a tornado rip. Yeah, we had, and uh, it's, it, was, it was actually bad. It was actually bad. I mean, it was fixable, but uh, we, had, we had two trees come down in the house. Um, and when you actually see a hurricane come through, not hurricane, a tornado come through, you know what it is. It's, it's a very weird cyclonic effect that happens and, um, you you just know it, and uh, it was it, it turned out there was some tornadoes that kind of spurred through the area one morning. Yep. So uh, I've had to, I've kind of been through, but I've, I've actually been in a tornado and an earthquake in my life. So I haven't. I have. I have. I will say yeah. I, I have not experienced that. And yep. uh, sorry, I'm I'm getting up on camera to grab my butane off the shelf. We're we're waiting. We're waiting for our big earthquake to come. We've been waiting uh, 30 years. So yeah. We're right on, I was in uh, right on earthquake fault. Yeah, you are. You guys are. I was in Washington, D.C. when that 6.1 earthquake hit. I was actually in the D.C. area that day when it happened. Um, and I actually never had been in an earthquake, but I, I knew what it was. I, could, I turned to someone who was lived in the West. I said, are we going through an earthquake right now? And I'm like, yep. And uh, so it was almost like a train coming through. Like right, real, It felt like a train coming through. Yeah. Next to the building, and there was no train track, so. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never been through that myself, and uh, anyone who has, uh, God bless you, really, because yeah. man, it, I can imagine. It's an anxious time, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm just happy I don't live in an area that has it. But anyway, um, first of all, I wanted to ask you guys what you were smoking. Um, I will go first. I'm smoking the Tatuaje. This is actually my first time having this cigar, and I was really blown away by this cigar. And it's it's perhaps one of my favorite Tatuaje cigars. Um, it's the Nuvitas Jabaro, the one with the orange band. Coop, I think you know this cigar. Oh. Yep, yep. Jabaro, uh, they they edge um they age they age pretty good those cigars. I'll tell you that. Yeah, this was <laughs> really, really good. Really, really good. I, I I hadn't had one of these. It was on my list. Um, I had some kicking. I had one kicking around. I had seen it, but I'd never had it. And so I finally grabbed it and I said, "I'm gonna smoke this fucking thing" because I've been wanting yeah. to have one. And I was just blown away. I was blown away. I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Not that I expected, you know, a lot. Of, I smoke a lot of Tatsuwai. Uh, on a personal note, I I I really like the stuff. I like the stuff that comes out of the factory. You know, so it's not like I was like shocked that they made a good cigar. I was just like, wow, like just the but the flavor on it was just this. It was just like the right combination. I was like, I'm just really, uh -huh. really digging this right now, and uh, it, it's great. It's a really great cigar. So I just wanted to highlight that. Um, but uh, Mitchell, what are you smoking tonight? Oh, uh, you know, as I like to do, I like to kind of make it a surprise and see if people can guess. Uh, this <laughs> is in honor of a of a guest that was on the Cigar Authority today. And it was Coop's 
number one cigar of 2018. Does anyone know what that cigar was? JRE Cameroon? Nope. Uh, nope. Corojo Reserva? Bingo. Yeah, I knew it was one of Aladino the two. Aladino Corojo but that, Reserva is that the Robusto. Tor- that's the Robusto? Okay, that's the number one. It is the Robusto, is, the number one. I got yeah. the Vitola. Vitola's, Vitola's matter, Coop. You tell me that. Vitola's, Vitola's matter. That, yeah, and especially with that line, because they all smoke very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost pulled one of those out like today, too. I, 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 yeah, I probably could have. Uh, but that's that, it's a great... I mean, I just love that cigar. What size is it? My Robusto. Yeah, so I remember when that cigar came out, and... Um, I back then I spent a lot of time at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and this is before my media days, and uh, that's a that's a shop that both carries um, they uh, sorry that carries um, a lot of Aladino, uh, Aladino JRE and CLE they you know they carry both brothers, and I remember when they got that in, and all, the staff was raving about it. Like it's they, it's all they would smoke and they they were the staff was buying boxes of it and every time I'd go in there, you know I'd spend you know four or five hours just hanging around and during that time, two people would both smoke one at some point. I mean it, like every time. I mean that cigar was huge in that yeah. shop. I just remember the buzz and I remember I, and it's good. I've had it. I've, I smoked a lot of them myself, but I just remember when that came out and then ever since that's that's been a huge seller for them specifically. Um, it's, yep. they, that is, that's a, that's a really popular one in that shop. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a great, great I think this um, is my third or fourth one. Um, obviously we don't I get buy those by the box. Here, but, uh, I buy them by the box. If yeah. I get them. Yeah. Yeah. Now just, it's just really good flavor all around. Just balanced a little bit on the peppery side when you start up, but it just really, really mellows in. Yeah. It's a really good scar. Someone told me, um, I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard this from someone who said that the Aroas grow eucalyptus at the farm. Yes, they, and, I can tell you they do. Yeah, and that that often plays a key role in a lot of the flavoring, but especially in that blend, um, it's really picked up, and it's because they grow eucalyptus on the farm in the soils and so that's kind of how that all kind of gets into uh, that that i'm not saying yes or no i'm not i didn't hear that i'm not sure but i know one reason why the eucalyptus is there is that some of the stuff they believe can fight the blue mold with the corojo yeah and so, i know but I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, yeah and i know that, i don't know but yeah. i know uh, sorry i i, I know when i was just going to say you made the comment with the blue mold i know in the last spare notes we talked about um um, what's the one Christian's doing? Um, the ultra premium. The what's the name? The uh, um, the sensor the sensorium. The sensorium. Now I know that one. They're using, um, they're using that new kind of tobacco that they've had a hard time cultivating because it's so prone to the mold. Um, I forget what it is. They're using they're using something different. There's a different kind of tobacco that I guess they're using. For the yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's some varietal that was grown for the first time for this blend yeah yeah and i know it has like a, a low yield or it, and pre- it, it previously it's had low yield because it is so very susceptible to the mold um but yeah 
Apparently they've gotten it to work because now they're you know they're coming out with a product. Yeah. So it's Pinar Reno, It's called. Okay. It's I'm glad tobacco, you can yeah. pronounce those because I'm horrible with it. I try. Pinarino. Well, I just I wanted to give a quick update to those who are listening and watching with us live. Of course, if you're listening to this later on the podcast platforms, we thank you. But it'll probably be uh, this probably will mean nothing by the time you you're listening. Uh, so there's two big games on tonight. Um, Celtics at the Heat, fighting to stay alive for a Game 7. And we are at four minutes left in the second quarter of the first half. And it's 52-41 Boston. Now, if you've been following along with this series, you know that the Celtics were down 3 nothing. They went into Game 4, losing. Came back to win that one. Came back to Boston played a really tough game against Miami and kind of made them look bad, if you ask me. Um, to push it to game six, now we're in Miami, and Boston is maintaining a control in this game through the first half. And they now have an almost 10-point lead. Um, and if they can hold on to it or extend it, um, I don't know. This is, this is, this is yeah. turning into a wild you, series. You, you know, I... I was telling you before, you know, I, uh, I heard excuses about the injuries, but the Celtics are without their sixth man tonight. So, I mean, injuries are part of the game. They shouldn't be an excuse for losing, okay? And uh, give the Celtics credit. I mean, they are, they have, they, they, they were they were out for dead after game three. You know, people becoming Heat fans after that. Uh yeah, John Carney. And, Can I just say on the air, John Carney, vice president of sales, LaFleur Dominicana, he's a fucking traitor. He's a fucking traitor. <laughs> I said it on the air. All right? I don't care. He's a traitor. He's cheering on the heat just because we're losing. What? Don't be an asshole. You go down with the ship. That's that's a real thing. I mean, you go down with the ship. And I heard, and, and, the, and the abuse I heard on this coach, like I'm not saying Joe Mazzula is a great coach. He's not. He's very inexperienced. He got this job much earlier than he should have, right? But he's not the reason why they were losing either. Um, and he's and doing something he, right because now got, they're winning. He did. Listen, like I told you, they were down at halftime in Game Four, down three nothing, down at halftime in Game Four, and they could potentially—it's it's a long way to go with this game. They could potentially tie this series up. Let me just say this, okay? And I know that there's a minority of people who will argue this against me. Till they're blue in the face. And because, you know what, I think deep down they're afraid to admit it's true. And that's fine. Whatever makes you feel better. But I personally believe in anything you do, but especially sports, professional sports, there is a mental game. Anything you do, whether it's your job, professional sports, there's a mental game that goes on here. Now, you got a 3 nothing lead. You go into game four. You lose it. Okay, fine. Whatever. You know what? All right. We got three games. We, got, we won three in a row. All right, whatever. We lose game four. It, shit happens. Go back to Boston. You lose game five. It's like, all right. We had this thing ready to go. Now we just lost two. Like, this is a little weird. But you know what? We got to just come home, put an end to it. No more dicking around. You go home for game six and you lose and you go to seven games. I don't care what anyone says. At that point, you're rattled. You're going into Game Seven, and you're fearing, and you, all you're feeling is, "Wow, we look fucking stupid because we had a three-nothing lead, and now we're in Game Seven. 
The Celtics, on the other hand, the Celtics were ready to go home, and now they're in Game 7. They're feeling pretty cool because they're like, hey, we're playing with house money. money. We're playing with house money. Exactly. I knew exactly what Coop's going to say. We're playing with house money, dude. Like, we were going home. So this is just gravy. We got nothing to lose. Yep. And they're going to win the game because it's going to be nothing for them. This is great. Just go out there. We'll do what we did the last three games. You know, we lose. Hey, we were going home anyway. You know, the heat, it's like they're just fighting to save face at that point. It's like, listen, dude, we can't, you know, (laughs) we can't lose in seven games after that. (laughs) I mean, the excuses I heard from people, Gabe Vincent isn't playing. Like, look, you're up 3 nothing. Close the – you you, yo. Gabe Kapler can go in that game and play guard, and, 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 and they should be able to close that series out. <laughs> I mean, Here we on. go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, but, I mean, okay, uh, Mitchell can go in and play guard, and they should be able to close that series. Hey, That's there we go. Like, like, you're up 3 nothing here. We'll give you this injury crap. Close <laughs> this series out, <laughs> Miami. And, and look, I'm probably I'm better look, at basketball I, than I, Gabe Kapler, though, so. I think you are too. Uh, but you know, oh, look, gee, I, I didn't see I, that one coming. I rooted for you know. I kind of Miami's kind of like my my. It's not my home. It's my home away from home. Um, and I kind of root for those teams always. But uh, I have no I have no axe to grind with the Celtics. I think this is a great a great job they're doing here. Yeah, and um, you know, the other, honestly, the, I just don't want to see Matt post another depressive. Boston is. Era of sports oh, teams. Oh, over oh, by the way, oh by the way, okay, God, okay, 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 okay. All right, you want to talk about it? So, 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 all right, so, so the boy wonder who's still wet behind the ear is all like, oh, let's see, Ellen is scared and caught up. And then you got grandpa over here who just loves to comment on everything I say. Okay, well, you know what? When I made that post, I wouldn't change it, okay? And then you have people who are like, oh, well, you weren't around for when the Patriots were horrible. And, but I wasn't. You're right. And I'm not saying, like, look, all I'm, all I'm saying is that from the year 2000, for like 20 years, right, in that time, Patriots went from being a shit fucking team, and they won six Super Bowl titles. And they went to nine of them, okay? Had the greatest player in the game. Okay. They were the, they were the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s of the NFL. That's what that's what they were. And I don't care if you disagree. That's what it is. Okay? Or the closest thing to it that it could be. Red Sox went into the 2004 season without having won a World Series in 86 years, and they went on to win 4. The Bruins won a Stanley Cup in 2011. And the Celtics yeah, which, won Yeah, uh, who did they beat? Who did they beat? Oh, Vancouver. That's right. They so, beat so, Vancouver so, Canucks. Yeah. So suck on it. Roberto Luongo. And, uh, I remember that. Roberto Luongo. Yeah, we, yeah. we rattled his cage. The Bongos. Um, yeah. And, and then the Celtics won the finals with <clears throat> Doc Rivers. Just want to say that because I know there's people on the show and watching the show that have some debate over Doc Rivers. But Doc Rivers won the NBA what a, Finals. What a great coach. Great coach. Yeah. Uh, with, you know. The truth, Paul Pierce, one of the greatest, I believe. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You know uh, that to me, that's a that's a that's a good timeline. That all four all right. teams had, you know, what I consider good success. Some more than others, but good right. success. You know, we had let's do the math: six, four, ten, eleven. So we had twelve. We had twelve world titles in twenty years. Okay, that's but that man. that that's a that's a. That's a good span of time. It's not like we're talking like five years, 20 years, okay? 
good time. Spread her out through those 20 years. We, as fans, saw a lot happen. And what has happened now? You know, Tom Brady has left and retired. You know, the Red Sox just, uh, you know, they step over themselves. You know, they go a couple years, and they're shit, shit, shit. And then all of a sudden, they have one great year. They win a World Series, and then it's shit, shit, shit. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Bruins have gone to two more Stanley Cup finals, and they just couldn't close the door. You know, I know everyone's saying, well, they won, you know, the President's Trophy this year. I mean, yeah, and that is great. But they lost in the first fucking round. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they had to win the Cup, but I mean, f- the first fucking round. I mean, come on. And they, also, mean, they, lost to the, they lost to the conference champions, though, also. You got to remember that. So, you know, yeah, theoretically, yeah, hockey, just they got it, – it's a – like you were saying, hockey can be much more of a momentum game um, for sure. And like you said, you know, Panthers coming in, nothing to lose. And then all of a sudden they get hot. Their players are feeling good. They're a little bit healthier than all the other guys who are playing a little harder. And uh, now they're in the playoffs. They're, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, um, Matt. And all I want, and all, and all I wanted to say was, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying and saying like this is bullshit. Like, no. I, as I said, I'm thankful for all the success that we have had. I, it is. It's more than a lot of cities have seen in a long time. I mean, there's cities out there that see one team win a championship once every 10, 20 years, and that's like a big deal. You know, we we've been very fortunate, and I'll never forget that. And you know, I'll admit it; it's true. We're very, very lucky. And I'm not crying and complaining and saying like we should be winning more. I've always said, you know, there was been a period where Boston was looked upon as, hey, like you know, all the teams are like doing good, right? But and I knew, hey, this will end. Just like as Patriots fans, all the good, all the all the Brady Belichick years, we all were well aware. Hey, someday this is going to end, you know, and the, this, you know, this this dynasty we have where we're the right. untouchable Patriots, it's going to end. It, and it, I think that has that time has come. Um, but I'm not crying, playing like, oh, like we got to go back. Like when it ends, it ends, and that's it. And we will wait again. There's no like, you know, people are like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, you weren't there for before, and I'm not talking about that. I know that there was a before, and then we had a really good period. Now I think we're starting to move away from that, and that's fine. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, I think it's just time that Boston fans, we need to come together and just accept, like, hey, like, don't be too high on the horse because, you know, we're not where we – I think we're moving away from, you know – Always being in the championships and all of that all the time, you know, which is normal and that's okay. And everyone chastised me, and I'm like, I'm just trying to make like a, like an honest point, you know. But Coop, I know you got something to say. I'll let you have your piece because I love you and I think okay. that's fair. But go ahead, say yeah. what you want to say. I just wanted to make sure I clarify what I said uh, so you, you understood it, it what I was trying to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's not that bad, Matt. All right. So listen. I didn't say it was in the toilet, but yeah. Oh, the Boston Red Sox are two and a half games out of the wild card. This time last year, the Phillies with 10 games under 500 went to the World Series. They could easily get in the wild card, and anything can happen to the baseball players. Patriots were 8-9 last year. I get it. It was a down year for the Patriots. I think you're going to improve. All right? I, okay. I get that. The Celtics, you're playing in a conference championship. And the Bruins, look, they won the President's Trophy. Every team gets into that President's Trophy trap. They, they're going to contend next. They're going to be contenders next year. So I hope so. It isn't did, that bad, Matt. I mean, I understand that you were, you were at a level that – few cities can get to but it's not that bad i mean it's not like i mean some of the years new york city has had over the past few years what was that buzz was that? was that me who was that oh, I it think wasn't that was me. me 
think okay. that is it good? Yeah. It's gone, but I don't know yeah. who that was. Yeah. Alright. No, it, yeah, so I don't think I don't think it's hopeless for you, Matt, is what I'm saying. Um I agree it's not at the level it was, but uh, you know And that's all I meant by it. It's you know, we're we're not at the peak anymore. You know, we're not we're we I think we've peaked and now it's like I don't glory, I'm not saying we won't have glory, success. But I don't think the glory days are gone yet, is what I'm saying. I think you you know, but I'll tell you this much. If the Celtics come back and they do win this series, okay, and all the Miami, you know, fanboys out there, you know, I, you're still pulling, I know, but just, 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 just shut up and listen for a second. The Celtics do come back, embarrass the Heat, and they win the series, you know, historic comeback, something that this team has already done twice. I mean, the city, the city has done twice. We gotta win the finals. Without it, I think it's like it's great, but it means nothing. They do this, they gotta come back and win the finals. And if they come That's back fair. and win the finals, I will publicly come out and say, "Hey, I was wrong. We still got some glory days left." All right. But I wrote that post when we were also down in Game Four, looking at th looking at going home, and I'm like, you know, like this just starting to feel like, hey, like we're we're creeping into the playoffs and then, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, it's happened a few times now. It's like, all right, things are just not where they used to be. And I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, like, hey, you just sometimes you just got to, you know, get a little reality check. And I wasn't saying it was that bad. I'm just like, hey, it's just not where, not where we – we're not at the top of the mountain anymore. But, you know. And I know the Patriots are still far from where they were in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, even the 90s they got a little better. But the 70s and the 80s, I know. People didn't even go to the games. They were gonna they were gonna move the team. It was so bad. I know, and yeah. I know we're not even close to that. And we've also gone from a team yeah. who was purchased for 174 million, which was at that time still high. In what was it, 94? Kraft bought the team, and now the Patriots are worth six billion dollars with a B, six billion dollars. So I know they, it's it's probably not even gonna get back to that point, at least for a long, long time. But I was just making a point, like, hey, you know, we're can't be overconfident anymore. You know, we're not we're not in a position to be overconfident. That's all. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll be fine. I think you'll be said. But uh, you know what? You're right, though. We I still think there's room for us to squeak out a couple more little, uh, you yeah. know, achievements. But just, you know, not as easy as it once did, was. Did we even get to what Coop is smoking? I, I don't even think so. A second cigar here. We got side rails. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you smoking Sorry. there, Coop? Uh, I got a Placencia Almaforte, uh, the Nestor. Yep, this is the nice. Bacchus oh, Toro. That's a good one. Now, I actually... My funny. second cigar is made by Placencia. <laughs> I, uh, long story short is, uh, I asked someone to pick me up, um, a cigar, and they got me the wrong one. I wanted the Claro. But, uh, you know, I just said, I'll smoke this anyway, because it's a good cigar. I actually, the, uh, I, I like the traditional sizes of the Amaforte better than these hexagon things and stuff like that. They don't really do it for me. <sighs> They're just kind of cool to look at, honestly. Yeah, but, you know, they don't smoke. I mean, actually, the best size of the regular Almaforte is the Robustus. But the Toro is, I think, the next best size. And then they get the Figurado, which... Uh, I'm not a fan I'm of that. I'm not a fan, fan of that, that either. It looks yeah. cool, but smoking it, yeah. it wasn't for me. Yeah. But I yeah, do love the their cigars. Yeah. And the other sizes, I yeah. think, are great. It's just that size. Yeah. Man. Even, yeah. The, even the six-sided, the, the hexagon one. I, I don't like it. it. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's not bad. I actually, I can. I just don't get it. it. I, I never get a good burn off that thing. 
I noticed that the it's Clara one smokes better than the original. That's the only thing I've noticed. Oh, oh yeah, it, yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know why, but I've just I, I I've had a couple of each, and the Clara always smokes better. I don't know why, but it does. I'm kind of thinking Placencia is going to do something at the trade show this year. It's usually every other year they come out with a new line. And then in between the line extension. So I'm thinking that this year is a new line year they're going to do. I don't know what it is, but that's my gut feel on it. Well, I, I was so. going to say, so tonight I've I been going back to the comments here just, you know, because I we were going off on our little tangent there for a minute. And a lot of the comments were about us talking about sports, which, you know what, like it happens from time to time. Especially when you're, look, you got Coop. Who loves to express his mind when it comes to sports? You got Alan Rubin, who's in the comments, who loves to express about sports. I got Jay, who's He's giving me Celtics updates uh, in the comments section. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I wasn't all, we, we're not alone up here. You know, we, um, got, we got we got the audience is you know uh, probably fueling this too. Uh, yeah, Alan's convinced Gabe Gabe Vincent's the greatest uh, thing. Uh, nice player, but not not the difference. Yeah. Alan should play guard. He and they should win that game. Uh. <laughs> Alan said, "Doc is not a coach. He doesn't have a job right now, so I'll let you." Uh... You know, you know what's, you know what? I am shocked that he is not like. Get, I he may be shut out of a job. I if he doesn't get the Phoenix job, I don't think he's gonna have a job this year. He's not yeah. wrong. Uh, uh, I think he'll go. I think he'll be back in a year. But if he don't get the Phoenix job, he's not coaching next year. Yeah. Well, I was gonna yeah. say so tonight. You know, I was looking at the schedule. Um, and on our current schedule on how we do this show, because we're a bi-weekly show, uh, we only have a couple more episodes before the trade show. After tonight, yep. we'll only have two more shows. When you think about it, that's pretty crazy. Um, so it is that time of the year. Um, if you did come for cigar media coverage, you're, you are in the right place, because we are going to get to it. Um, we, <sighs> we, we lightly touched on this on the last show. There was a couple of announcements that were made of stuff that was being released for PCA, um, we've already talked about some of those this week. Uh, by by a by a um, sorry, I was reading something really quickly. Um, from by way of McAuliffe cigars, uh, we've heard another one. McAuliffe Black uh, will has officially been announced. That cigar is going to be soft released, from what I understand, at a couple of events at some stores, um, but it's. It's major push um, will be at PCA. It's um, going to be available to everyone at PCA uh, in July. Um, so that one also gets added to the list uh, in my mind. Um, so, it, it, like I said, it is that time. You know, we're end of May. I would say another week or two, we'll start getting an abundant yeah. more of those PCA announcements. Um, but based on, let me let me start off this conversation. Um, this way for for both of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna present something and I'll let you guys kind of both uh -huh. uh, chime in. So based on what we've already seen, rumors that we've heard, or just everything we know to this point, let's make some predictions on what we don't know um, for stuff to come by the end of the trade show. Um, what do we expect to see? What are what are a couple of things that you know maybe haven't been confirmed, or maybe we heard about, or we you know what are some things that we expect to see uh, maybe like your top three, your top three things that, you know, 
you're expecting to see from certain people or certain products or just whatever uh, from the trade show. Um, Mitch, I'll let you go first, and then Coop, I'll let you kind of come in and circle it up. Putting me on the spot here. I haven't thought about this question too much, but uh, right off the top of my head, I know I saw something last year, and uh, it was in a booth that was already getting lots of attention, um, and that was the Selected Tobacco booth, and they released the Alfonso last year, but there was also another cigar in there that they said they definitely weren't releasing that year. I don't know if they said when they were, but it was the the nelson um it, they said it would be kind of like a i don't want to say just a lower price pointed uh cigar being offered um i know that they've already come out and said that they're going to be eventually releasing the atabay black but uh yeah i don't know if they are going to be releasing the nelson but that would definitely be a nice addition to their core line uh, it'd be great to see that there and uh Maybe have some samples of that. Uh, what else? What else? I don't know. Um, we can you know, circle I, back to you. Yeah, I, I'll I go. don't like. Yeah, go go ahead, Coop. We can circle back to you. I'll okay, you I mean you. Yeah, I mean feel free to interrupt back too. Um, all right. So, just I just want to make it would it wouldn't surprise me if Nelson is there this year at the trade show, and it would it wouldn't surprise me if it's not. As well, saying that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But there is a there is a big one I have, and I think all the indicators are it's coming out at the trade show, and that's the Perdomo 30th. I would say that's the one I'm looking at right now. Um, it's I, I, Nick hasn't come out and said it, but it's it's sounding like everything's pointing in the direction that we're going to see this cigar uh, potentially at the trade show this year. So that would that would definitely yeah. be my first one that I'm looking at right now and saying, uh, yeah, that that's gonna be a big one for sure, um, just because uh, it's uh, it's it's you know it's a big one. Perdomo doesn't do a lot of new releases, and when they do it, they they tend to just do it right when they're ready for it. So that's gonna be the that's gonna be the first one. Um, along the anniversary theme is Pete's twentieth anniversary. So I think that's going to be yeah, the second thing that we'll see. Alan, actually, it's that the, we'll the Tatuaje 20th. The Tatuaje 20th is yeah. going to be the second one where um, you kind of look at that one. You say, um, yeah, that's going to be something big. And, again, I'm kind of going with the anniversary theme. Uh, it's Hoya's 55th anniversary. And they'll actually so, be at the and show. They, and they're going to be that's at the big. show. And, and they've already said they're doing something for the 55th. And they tend to make their product announcements around showtime. So I kind of would say I'd look at Hoya and say something's going to happen. I, I would see that announcement coming before the show uh, for sure. So, I mean, those those three are the ones that stand out in my mind. But they were kind of easy, low-hanging fruit because they're uh, anniversary cigars. So I kind of just went with that as well. Um, if I had to go with a non-anniversary cigar... Um, yeah, it's kind of tricky, but I would start with um, Rocky Patel will have something. Okay, what will Rocky Patel have? I don't know. But Rocky Patel will release at several cigars at the trade show. So, you know, there'll you, definitely be something to go look forward to at, at the Rocky Patel booth. Um, I don't think there'll be any problem with that. Um, we, we've heard from Casada already. They have, a, they have their anniversary cigar 
coming out. Uh, Espinosa is going to have. Yeah. Another brand, uh, again, just because it'll be interesting to see if they have anything uh-huh. ready with all the factory stuff, was uh, Ausgener Cigars. They did have a little bit of a splash last year. I think last year was their inaugural year into the PCA. It'll be interesting to see if they've got any more core lines to add. Um, again, kind of going with the new factory as well. and uh, Yeah. So they just uh, re- they are about to release their second core line. Um, and why is the name escaping me? Uh, but they just, uh, the Aramis. Um, hmm. I'm guessing there will be a third line, whether it's limited or core, at that trade show this year. I don't see Tim yeah. going into the trade show without something. John Huber's already talked about he's got something coming out of Ernie's factory. We'll read about yeah. it on Half Wheel. So, um, you know, before everybody else, and he'll tell you we'll read about it on Half Wheel, but, um, but yeah, so he said something as well on that. So uh... and then, and then along kind of similar path is you know last year, uh, Luciano was having you know a lot of a lot of splash with the Mass Ignius and the uh, what was it the uh, what was the other cigar he brought uh, in last year that was the Mariusia Mariusia. Maria Lucia, yeah. Those two were getting lots of praise. So, again, it'll just be interesting to see with, you know, all the moves that have been going around with the company to see if they're going to come out and, and have any big bangers uh, this year as well um, along that same kind of line there. I would say he's got uh, – I think one thing I'll probably see the launch of there is probably the rebranded Tiago line. I think we'll probably yeah, see that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, they have the new Foreign Affair line as well um if i was luciano i would not be looking to come out with a major new release this year um because you know again i think he's got enough in the portfolio now and i would really just yeah. focus on you know building business with that with that portfolio and this you know maybe you could always do a line extension or something like that or an le or something like that if you need to have something at the trade show but i, I wouldn't add another core line right now because between the luciano cigars the Maria Lucia's, the Tiago's, and the Las Vegas, he's, and Farrell and Aaron Ferry, he's got quite a bit of a portfolio right now. Um, yeah, I think he, to go to I war think with, definitely yeah. he's got some room to, to kind of yeah, grow, yeah. grow that stuff. Um, I was mentioning the yeah. Comments Foundation. I don't really know. I find Nick, he kind of like, like kind of same as Asensia. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't find Nick does a huge thing every year. Like, last year, Olmec was, was massive. Like, he still has room to yeah. grow Olmec. <sighs> Uh, it might be From some line extensions, him, yeah. maybe some yeah. some like uh, stuff. But I know he said he's got some stuff in the work to come out at PCA, but I don't know. Yeah. What it, well, what and he tends to make those announcements or... pretty late. Yeah, he tends to make them yeah. pretty late most of it. Uh, and then we read about those, unfortunately, in aficionado. So uh, <laughs> I'm salty tonight, guys. So uh, yeah, I'm not oh, just picking good. on. Uh, one company here. I got to pick on every company equally. So, um, but uh, but no, yeah, I would. I don't think he had a he had a lot of stuff last year. I don't think it'll be as. Mu- I don't. I, if I was him, I wouldn't release as much this year. Uh, Olmec was big. He, he, he had the uh, Highland High Cliff Castle. He had some of the uh, the, the the Macho Raton uh, Perfecto. Yep, so, new. I if he I maybe see one line this year, Max. Yeah. Yeah. I could see some more kind of limited or kind of like maybe not limited releases, but limited production stuff coming out. But yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, you what know, about you, Matt? What are you, what are you looking know. forward to? 
Hold on, Mitchell. Before I answer that, what were you going to say, Coop? I think Fuente's got some releases this year. I do. Well, first, so, of, first of all, last year at the show, the Eye of the Bull was in the display, and it wasn't supposed to be. Um, so this year, I believe, it's being released at the show, and it will it's be. It's already available. been announced. It's, it's already so, been announced. Yeah, so that, be, it, yeah, that is yeah. definitely one. Um, yeah. But what makes you think that there's going to be multiple? Gut feel. Okay. Gut feel. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I'm not saying they're going to be big core line releases. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be something as big as Rare Pink. But I think, uh, you know, I think that boost is what I call the Easter egg boost. Um, they basically put their stuff in the boost, and uh, hopefully you could find it, find something new in there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> And that is usually what it is. A lot of times you walk around the booth that, and you go, I don't remember that. that. Is that new? Yeah, I mean, last year they, they kind of just threw in the Casa Fuente Maduro, the the 800 series in there, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to be shipping that, you know, so little little things like that. So I may have to tag along with a Fuente, someone doing a Fuente order this year, uh, just get the information. <laughs> um, get the download. So, so, yeah. I know a few people yeah, watching yeah. the show who are probably going to be placing some good orders with them, so. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Some good dinners. <laughs> maybe I could buy a good dinner for someone too. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I I have this gut feeling that Fuente, uh, in will have something this year. Yeah. Uh, much more than last year was very small stuff. I think they'll be a little bigger this year. I think so too. Uh, there's still the looming Fuente Padron, uh, which we don't know when uh, that is. Gonna I'm be getting worried. Soon. I may lose the bet because of the fire. If that delays things. Mm. This is true. Hey, look, able win fair and That's square. Fair. No, no excuse. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna whine and make excuses if that happens. If it happens, I lose. I mean, I, I took. That's when you take a chance at stuff like that. Yeah. Gotta take it like a man. Yeah. Gotta take like a man. Yeah. I'm not gonna whine. I'm not gonna whine. And what was the bet? Just it. by the end of the year. So, yeah, by yep. the end of the year, it's okay. uh, two signed five dollar bills. Okay. Um. Okay. But I'm gonna stick with the bet. Um. But but government when the fire happens, that you know, it changes a lot of things. So you just don't know. So now it's funny. So one of the uh, we we talked with uh, with Klaus Kellner, who was on the show this week. Uh, Mitchell, you were there. So you good probably, guy. And you, and you probably remember this. Uh, we talked to them on the air. We talked to them off the air. We had a really interesting conversation. You know, the the, the topic of the fire actually came up, and um, he brought up a good point. It's something I actually didn't think about. Was um, you know, he, first of all, he said, well. The fact that they got that fire contained as quickly as they did, uh, I think, was great uh, and amazing. He goes because I know I've seen fires that have gone on a lot longer, and people, you know, days that they try to keep them contained. So, uh, which is very, you know, fortunate for them that you know then it didn't spread to another warehouse. God forbid. But he said another thing that, and not even just about Fuente, but any time this happens, he's like, you know, I there's. The other concern when you have a fire like that, and it's near whether it's near other tobacco storage warehouses or it's in a factory, and you know maybe part of the factory burns down, and then the other half of the factory is fine, but you know there's tobacco, there's you know cigars and aging rooms in there, and they were exposed to the smoke. Uh, the smoke from the fire, you know elsewhere, that is within reach, you know can obviously get into the tobacco, the cigars, and can damage those as well without even you know being part of the fire that the smoke damage will get into him because the tobacco will, will absorb that. Um, 
do do you think that that this could be an even bigger loss if um let's say you know a fire of that magnitude and Coop, i don't know if you've been to uh that compound where those warehouses are i i have but i haven't been in those buildings but i went we went through it okay so you know how close together all of those warehouses are um yeah that's a good point that i didn't even think about is you know the smoke um from that fire could easily in that quantity you know been wafting you know through the other warehouses possibly getting into some of that tobacco is that another concern that you know maybe there's a more of a loss than people even realize with this fire um the answer i'm gonna give is i don't know yeah but um yeah because Saka talked about the same point about smoke damage to tobacco not that he came up with that theory i don't know again i don't know where the wind was blowing with that thing or anything like that so um yeah it's it's a fair question um that was just something I thought about, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, it, maybe it's not just that tobacco that they lost. It could be, you know, whether a, a portion of, you know, whatever was nearby, uh, if, it, if it was exposed to the smoke enough or it got smoke damage. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what specific tobaccos, you know, they were using in there and what, and what projects are those are for or what lines. I don't know. So and nobody knows really except for them. So. Uh, it is tough to say. You know, we don't know specifically what exactly this will affect. Uh, but it was no, just a just a talking point um, that I thought of. But Mitchell, what, what did, I'm sorry, before Coop said something, what what was it that you were asking me? Yeah, kind of um, another brand I kind of came up with it as well as I was just going to wonder what what you what other brands or or uh, lines that you thought were coming up. But mm. uh, you know, with with That's the acquisition, right. I wonder if Alec Bradley has anything in the pipe and coming out. Um, well, if they it. had stuff that Last they were already they working on, yeah, if they had stuff that they were already working on, you know, uh, at the time of the sale, um, I guess if everything's on schedule and general wants to release it, I guess, sure. Um, I, I, I assume that would be a, a general decision, um, or SDG really, um, that, you know, has to be made, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, if they already have stuff that's ready to go for the trade show, I, I don't see why they, they wouldn't, um, unless Coop, unless you have a, a theory as to maybe why, but I, I think that if there's anything that was ready, I think that they send it. And then after that, they kind of go from there. Um, I think that that's a good point that you bring that up in, in the general sense. I think that's going to be a very interesting booth to see at the trade show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first of all, it's company that, really watches Fords, yeah. Yeah, Fords. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly. So they, all right. So they made the announcement. Hey, we're going to be at the show. Great. We're only going to send Fords. We're not sending the general brands. We're going to send the Forge brands. That's fine. You're there though, which is nice. We'll take it. But what are they going to do with it? You know, did they, you know, did they launch anything there? Uh, are they just there, just you know, to say hello? Uh, I mean, Altatus is there. You know, we'll see what they do, but uh, it will be. It will be interesting. I think if anyone releases something, it's going to probably be Alec Bradley for stuff that they already had planned. Uh, maybe we see. Maybe we see something from Room 101 outside of. I know the big payback 70 um, was announced, and that's already going to be shipping. But I'm sure it'll be a highlight of the show. Um, you know, did they do anything? Did they make any kind of splash with Diesel? Or, um, you know, any of the other brands that they have there. I don't know. It's Coop's right. That's definitely going to be one to watch. I'm just very curious to see what happens there. 
Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Same thing with Altadis. I mean, it. They're coming back. I'm actually more interested. In, I'm actually more interested in Altadis in a lot of ways. Well, uh, because well, because here's the thing. Go ahead, Mitchell. Go ahead, Coop. I was going to say I'm a little more interested in Altadis because look, STG's been on this Scar of the Week thing all year. And they could easily have held some back now for the trade show, right? They're going to have stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All to this, I, I, I'm really curious to see where they're going with some of their projects. I mean, this year it seems like they've given a bigger push with Romeo Julieta this year. Um, So I'm, I'm really – and I think Aging Room got a bit of a push this year too. So I'm really curious to see what they do. I mean – they have some really – I mean, Monte Cristo, Romeo, Julieta, H. Upman are, are a triple-headed monster for them. They're, there's going to be something in those lines for sure. You know, I, I can't see them not going into the trade show without a new Monte Cristo, Romeo, Julieta, or H. Upman. And they're still – for me, they're still kind of – um, you know, they're still very classic brands to me. I still admire those brands a lot. So, I mean, Ford's has some of that, um, but I don't think that Partagas or Gloria has the same effect on me maybe right now. As as those Altidus brands do. That's fair. That's a very Definitely good point. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I have to say uh, a lot of good points there. A lot of good points. And you know, yeah. while while you're right, the the thing with General STG, um, you know, yeah, they're always making announcements. They could be saving some stuff for like that week before the show. Like, oh, this is what we're bringing next week. Uh, easily. Easily see that coming. It's almost like yeah, too, it's yeah. almost like too obvious. Altidus, yeah. you're. I, I I can agree with a lot of the points you made. I, I can see. Yeah. I can see that happening. Uh, I do. I do think. I do think they bring something, even if it's even if it's one thing that's super big, or it's like four things that are pretty good. I see them bringing, in some way, shape, or form. I see Altidus also bringing something. Um, that's noteworthy to this show. To to make yeah. you know, even if it's not just to make a statement, you know, yeah. just 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 something that's like, hey, boom, we made a splash. You know, yeah. we're yeah. here, um, and you know, we're still committed to whatever. Um, right. I think those two booths are going to have a lot of hubbub, not just because they're there and it's like, oh wow, they're back. It's I think they're going to bring stuff with them. Yep. Um, so those are definitely two to watch. Now, outside of those two booths. For those obvious reasons, um, I'm gonna say again, another booth to watch is United. I, I said it last year. Uh, absolutely, I'm say, absolutely. I'm saying it again this year, and it's not even just because of selected tobacco. I think it's all of it. They seem to do really good with even just the United um, stuff that's outside of Nelson Alfonso stuff. I mean, they, whether both both of it together is big, but it's not just about Nelson Alfonso. Yeah. Even the United stuff. Give them credit. We're last year with the Red Anchor. I mean, that Red Anchor. They brought the Yaya, the Red Anchor. I mean, they brought they brought some stuff with them. They got a lot of good, you know. I like trades. Red Anchor a lot. I have a review coming up of that. It's going to do very nicely. Um, and uh, they're expanding the line this year. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that boost. And I kind of look at it as a tandem boost. They're separate, but they're joined at the hip. Um, yeah. you know, I thought it was a great setup they had. They were, you know, they were not only my pick of having, you know. I always make the company who's going to have the best prediction for the show. I'm not close to making that prediction yet, but um, I thought they had the best booth at the show, too. I think uh, that 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 um, selected tobacco part especially, that was absolutely a gold standard for a booth. Uh, that was everything that a luxury brand should be in a booth. 
And when I hear people want to go to trade shows and put card tables and tablecloths, then you miss out on booze like we see. Like that was a beautiful booth this year to see. To go in. and Mitchell, you you spent a lot of time in that booth I know last year too, so you know beautiful. what that was like. You that 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 was yeah, that was one it of the was, nicest booths it was like ever. A mu- that was like a museum. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was. It was. It was. The, it the was. Artwork, I mean, the... yeah. It was like it was like you being know, in like a luxury car dealership. I mean, it was. Like, you didn't it, want to touch that's anything. exactly had the. It had that feel, Matt. You nailed it. Um, I felt like I was in a Lamborghini the... dealership. I was like, oh, I don't want to touch anything. And, it's so nice. And the lighting was great. Okay, so you have us to do photography. They took the lighting the at these booths. At... What? What? They, they, every, yeah. They they took cigars of the cellophane. It's like, what what an yes. idea. You know, wow! wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it, very yeah. Little, it's the little things. Uh, and you know, like I said, I think you know it, the other. You know, Nick Perdomo used to have an incredible booth. Uh, you know, he scaled it down, obviously, but that old that old booth he had. I don't know if you remember it, Matt. I, I don't. I, you don't. Were there for that. I don't. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else too. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I think like selected tobacco. I think, uh, you know, the Adobe Black is going to be really interesting to me this year. It's a very yes. limited release, but it is kind of changing the NFT game a bit. And um, it, uh, I think it's something that's going to give people a reason to see that. I think that cigar, I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if that cigar is not on display there, though. So people will see it live for the first time. I think so. I think that, um, you know, it's funny, too. I looked like a week ago. I don't know as of this moment, but when I looked a week ago, there was still a couple of those NFTs available. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what I they were going for, but there weren't a lot. Boxes were... yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm curious to know if by the time this trade show comes along, if those are all gone now because, you know, oh, okay, there's actually a cigar there and people see what's already been done with some other yep. NFTs and they're like, oh, shit, let, yep. me, let me snag yep. these up. Yeah, uh, but I am curious. See, the, the only the only critique, the only critique I have on that is that they said, "Oh, well, we're gonna make it available to the NFT owners." Yep, and it's gonna go to the United Lounges, and I'm like, "See, I don't think you should do that. I think it should just be for the NFT owners." Because then, if I'm if I'm if I'm an NFT owner, I'm like, "All right, so I'm getting this," but someone who didn't jump on and get this thing. That's supposed to be exclusive and special, but they were never. But they were never promised. They were never promised it though. If, it, if they were promised it up front, it's a different story. I thought they the were though. I thought they. I thought they were. I thought they were said. I don't think. If I don't this think they were. Becomes a project. You get first access. I thought. I thought that was said. I'm not. 100%. I'm gonna say I don't. I don't remember hearing that. But um, if that's the case, then I can understand where you're coming from with that. Because I almost remember when it started. It was because I remember the whole thing with like, well, what is the NFT and this and that. And I, I almost, I'm almost positive I heard someone say, like, it's not a cigar, it's a digital artwork, but if this becomes a reality and this actually becomes a real product, then if you own the NFT, you get first crack at it. And I'm almost positive that's what I was told. Now, I maybe I'm wrong, I'll say it, but I'm just, I thought that was it was. So when I heard, well, the United Loungers are getting it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. So I don't even need to own the NFT. You know, I could just go to a lounge or I don't have to, you know, I could just go to one of the lounges and get it. So I was like, you know, what's the purpose of even, 
you know, having the NFT. Now, I don't, and I don't know if that means it's like the out of the environment lounges or if it's, you know, certain United, you know, retailers. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't have the, the drop dead specifics on that, but if that is what it is, I would say, you know, it would have been nice to see it the way LFD did it and the way that I'm pretty sure Abe's doing it with uh, the one he's doing with Pete Johnson, where it's like you own the NFT, you get the cigars, nobody else. Um, because I think from what I've seen with LFDs, and I know Coop, you kind of disagree uh, a little bit, I, it's been somewhat successful for them so far because um, those people control it. It's not like they get it, but then a couple other people get it too. It's like, nope, you got to own the NFT to get it. Um, other than that, I still think it's great, and I'm you know very interested in the Adobe Black, and but I just, I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. Uh, I'm looking at the on Cigar Authority. They have the actual verbatim press release. Okay. And mm. and I don't see anything about that. And they 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 were very, yeah. in fact, to say that this is a concept and not something that's been decided to be a project yet. You're talking about so the original press about... release when the when the NFTs first came out, not when they. Right, right. I don't think there was any promise to them at that point, other than this was a digital art thing that they were doing. I mean, I think we all knew that they were planning something, right? But I don't know if they knew if it was ever going to come to fruition. Okay. And maybe it's something that someone said to me, like, lightly in passing as a maybe, but I, I, I yeah. almost could have sworn yeah. that that's what I thought it was. It was like, hey, this isn't a product, it, and, like, it's an NFT and all yeah. of that nonsense. But if it, if yeah. this actually is a product, like, if you own the NFT, like, you know, you get it because you own the NFT for it. But I don't, you know... Like I said, I wasn't 100% sure. But <clears throat> I guess when we get to the trade show where, we, you know, we talk with those guys, we can get some more clarification on that. But um, yeah, or, yeah. Or, maybe, or maybe things changed. I don't know. Because I think when the, the yeah. NFT was first released, I don't even think they had any lounges. So who knows? Right. I'm not sure. Way, but it's going to be an exciting project. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, it's oh, funny. It is. I think uh, it's a really, you know, we... You know, I think sometimes we, you know, and look, Florida did a great job with theirs, right? Yep. Um, but what, what oh, I, what I will say is, let's be clear who was to the table first. It was United. They did that. They, they came up. They entered this NFT game before anyone else did. They did. However, I will say, to be fair, I think LFD executed it. Um, in the actual cigar tangible sense, they did that first, and I think yep. they did it a little yep. bit better. But you're right. United was first right. to the table. So um, let me ask a question here. Yeah. To you guys. We'll take Abe out of the equation. Yeah. You you have an NFT. You have an option to buy. Oh, you have, let's see. Let's forget the NFT. You could either get the Golden Bull or the Atabay Black. Which one do you get? I'll go first. Atabay Black. I'm gonna say same thing, and that's not a knock on the Golden NFT cigar. It's just that that out of a black is something completely different. Yeah, I see the mentality. I mean, I like LFD and I like the bull blend. Oh, I do too, and I and I and I thought the golden NFT was even better than the original, and I love the size. Um, I love Atabay. Yeah, look, I'll agree with you. I think the NFT cigar, which I did get a chance to finally smoke, is better than the original bowl. I, I will agree with that. I thought the Toro size they did for Jack Schwartz was better than the NFT cigar, though. 
Really? You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no hands down. I just like that Toro had a little more uh, bulk to it. It was a little thicker. But the but that Lonsdale format, I totally get why they went with that. It is it is in every sense of the word superior to the Andal the regular Andalusian ball. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Miami fans are complaining about the refs, just so you know. So <laughs> every every losing team. Willie Morante is complaining, yeah, complaining about the refs. Yeah, I yeah, love Willie, but yeah, because yeah, because they're the refs. Yeah, because they're losing. They're losing. In game yeah, six. exactly. They're losing in game yeah, six. And, and, and when this turns around, the Celtic fans, and I'm not putting you in this, Matt, uh, will complain about Missoula. So, yeah, I'm not putting you in there because you haven't done that, Matt. So I'm not putting you in there. Well, it's 69-63. Uh, and yep. another quick update for the uh, the Golden Knights-Dallas game, which is now a 3-1 series, is in Las Vegas tonight. And uh, I'm surprised we don't have uh, Kevin with us. I I actually have the game on in the corner, but it's a little hard to see it. And it's 2-2 in the third period with yep. 14 yep. minutes to go. So uh, that's another one. I hope Vegas closes us out because I'm on the Vegas bandwagon, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm, going for the, I'm going for the Panthers. Sure. Yeah, I'm going I for know. the Panthers. I, I, I know. I know. You're, you're um, like, it's Miami. You're, you're, yeah. like, you're like Pitbull. You're like Mr. 305. Um. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I support the Miami teams in a secondary matter uh, is what I'll just say. Yeah, and I, I never root for them again over my own teams, though. Yeah, and I support the seven hundred two teams. I'm not. I'm not going to go buy. A, yeah, the seven. The, the, the seven hundred two. Well, they have two now. Yeah, uh, they're going to have, have three. three now at the Oakland Zone. They're going to have yeah, three. Oh, oh. Yeah, we may be going to opening day, and uh, if it goes back to Vegas in a few years, maybe we'll be going to opening day for the A's. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. The stars could align. <laughs> We've actually talked about it at the Coop team already. That's true. That's true. Hey, I'd go. I'd go. Yeah, in Scott, heartbeat. get that timed out. You know, get those. Get that back to April so we get some opening day baseball in. You know. <laughs> you know that's true, and you know what? That's I, every you know every time I'm in town, I'm gonna have to tell Kevin. Kevin, I want to go to a game, just so we can go. Yeah. It'd be good. It won't be hard yeah. to get Kevin, into. Kevin is a yeah yeah. Kevin's a true Vegas guy, though. I mean, he's a true Vegas fan. I'll say that. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, look, I think it's a great story if Florida and Vegas. Alan Rubin's going to be totally like tearing his hair out. I mean, it's two favorite cities now. I know, right? <laughs> He'd be torn. No, I think he, no, I think he'll support the Panthers. I, I think he'll. You know, I, he has some. He has some history with the Panthers and his family and everything. So I think he'll root for the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. So I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting back to it. Yeah. No. I mean, look. I mean, another another brand. Uh, you know, just because I. Everyone knows I love smoking their cigars, but yeah, go ahead. All Saints, you know, was Mickey Pet got coming out? <sighs> See, I don't, I don't think, I don't think All Saints. A little, little I, don't, quiet. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think they release anything else for PCA. I think they have a good amount of products for the lifespan that they're currently at, and I think that PCA for them is taking what they already have and just building on that, opening more accounts, um, you know, building some more relationships with the uh -huh. retailers that they have and making some new, new new ones as well and they build on i don't i they've already you know he they expanded or, or you know they added the, the lighter up, sizes yeah. they they came out with the vesper sizes which i think are great um but i i think i think we don't see anything from mickey this year but i think maybe next year we see something new no i think you see i think you can see uh at least one le maybe two solamente supposedly coming back this year 
Yeah, I was gonna NLE, say NLE. NLE, but not a core line. Not a core line. I, no, I don't think a core, I don't think he goes core line this year either. No, uh, I agree. He just finished rounding agree. out, the, but I think a couple of LEs, at least one LE, maybe two, uh, is what I see. And if you're I right. I, him, I heard I something about Solamente. Coop, you were right. I, yeah, I heard something about Solamente. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about Solamente when we had him on the show a few months ago. So I think that's still in the works. He might. He maybe he brings that back as a PCA exclusive or something, or. Um, <sighs> Just a small Please limited no. run, <laughs> um, but no, but just, no. just you know, yeah, no. I, it's just, I, yeah. you're right. I think yeah. he brings it back maybe in a limited capacity, but I don't see, I yeah. don't think you see an additional core line product. I think in terms yeah. of the core line, which I think should always come first and foremost when we have this discussion, um, I think LEs are kind of secondary. Um, I don't think the core line gets expanded. I think, I think they're good with their core line for this year. That is. That's my thought. You know, so this is so I'm going to say this, and this is not an indictment on the PCA. Oh, here we indictment go. Indictment on the companies. Where are the PCA exclusives? We're getting to June 1st. I mean, if you're going to try to get people to come to the trade show, at least announce what's – I mean, I think Pete and Fuente are the only two who have announced anything that they're going to have. Like, come on, guys. If, if This is the whole point is to help people get to the trade show. Where are the PCA exclusives? <laughs> this this program, I said yeah. it every year. This is why I have no faith in the program. It's not PCA's fault. I think they've done a good job – putting the framework out there the companies aren't delivering on this you know what you're not wrong i agree i agree yeah, i 100 percent agree there there needs I to think be PCA like a great framework the of... framework's there pca you know it's yeah come on they can't do the manufacturer's job for them now and here's the thing you look at the taa exclusives right and we already we already look i'm not even going to bring the taa up and really get into that so Coop, don't don't even get into the TAA. I'm just using it as a talk. I'm not gonna lose my I'm not gonna lose my marbles on no, the but TAA, just, but, TAA. But just but just bear with me for a second, all right? You look at the TAA and yes, the way that they get announced and all that and it's not the best, right? We already know. I know how you feel about that. But sometimes I feel it's like atrocious. It's, it's atrocious, Matt. It's not but it's atrocious the way they announce those guys. But sometimes yeah. but sometimes I feel yeah. like I see I still see more about that than I do PCA releases, and PCA releases. No, you're right, and you should and easily right. be blowing TAA releases out of the water. They should, um, especially because they PCA set a better framework up to promote this stuff than the TAA will ever do. Yeah. Um, you're 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 right. I mean, um, you know, but that's my only point with it. I, I, I kind of, this is year three now of this program, right? The program's been around. People know the drill at this point. I, I can't understand how, if you're going to do a PCA exclusive, how <coughs> these should be announced in April. When people, especially in this year, when I think you got people deciding with the next three trade shows being PCA, TPE, and next year's PCA, that they're probably not going to be able to go to all three, right? Right. right. So what, maybe you want to put something to try to get them to this year's show. Um, you know, it's... Um, the difference is the difference is the TA, the TAA is like, they've been doing it a little longer, so I, I it's atrocious of a job they do of it. Um, but I, I, I this one this one baffles me. This one totally baffles me, Matt. This should be a slam dunk for the companies to get this done. Um, so I I'm, I'm, I get perplexed by it. You know. I think the PCA has been doing some good things the last couple of years. Yeah. I think they just haven't fully gotten their hands around that PCA exclusive part. And it's I, a tough one. It's a t it's like courting cats. It really is. It's it's very hard to do it. 
you know, it's sometimes uh, I f- sometimes I feel like they should they should almost make it like a lottery system. Like, okay, 10, 10 PC exclusives. Pe- brands who want to apply for it, you have to apply for it. It's a lottery system. We're going to do five big companies and five non-big companies, and you get the lottery. You have to commit to making these cigars. They have to be special for PCA, and you have to commit to promoting them and get them out and to get people to the show. Yeah. And then it's like, we have the five PCA exclusives this year. They're just going to be released for this year or whatever. Maybe it's going to be continuing. But at this point, there's no, like like you said, it's supposed to be some form of incentive. And it's, like you said, we're almost a month away from the trade show. And what kind of incentive is this bringing on? Yeah. And, and look, maybe... Look, I know PCA's had some staffing lately, some folks leave. That could be part of the reason. So I don't want to beat up, sure. you know. But I think PCA has shown their commitment to this program. And I thought last year the PCA lounge that they had and how they displayed these cigars, this is that that was a great. They tried to do that the first year, it didn't work. This year they got it done. Last year they got it done, rather. <laughs> they did a great job on it. And I think uh, they're putting all the mechanisms in place. Now, they do have some things, I think, contractual things as far as that goes, where they have to get delivered. (coughs) The companies, from my understanding, don't live up to their end of the bargain. This is what I was told. This is what I've been told. Well, So it's a shame. It's a shame because TAA doesn't do anything for for those cigars. And PC, I think, is willing to do some of those. Now, some companies, there's nothing to stop a company from saying, I'm only going to sell a cigar at PCA, but we're talking about cigars that are dubbed the PCA exclusives that are going to be promoted by the PCA. And it should be, you know, promoted as, I think, an elite set of cigars, you know, really good cigars. And, you know, we've seen we've seen that that's not the case either. Um, Vincent Michael Benetti. Did the Gurkha guy just make sense? Damn. Wow. Uh, he's, he's good people. Um, uh, Mitchell's good people, so. Mitchell, Mitchell's good people. Mitchell, Mitchell. Thanks, Mitchell. Mitchell knows the Mitchell does the stuff, yeah. He does, and I don't no, think and he I, makes a lot. He he makes sense all the time. He surpri- so. he's, he surprises he's me from time to time, but you know he you know. No, he's good. He's he good. did. Yeah, he did. no, he's he, great. Yeah. He comes out of he comes out of nowhere sometimes. I'm like, oh shit, that's that's that sounds pretty yeah. smart. I mean, <laughs> he, he, you know, you know, and I and I've joked about this, right? There are companies that, like, um. Oh, I'll give you a great I'll give you a great example of something, right? Look at like look at like the Wagashi cigar that Saka did with Abe, right? Yeah. That's got more legs than any TAA cigar, maybe with the exception of Espinosa, which Espinosa did a great job promoting the TAA cigar. I gotta say that. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean they, they that's it's not this can work, guys, is what I'm saying. If you if you engage your retailer, your consumer and your media channels, you you're not gonna have problems, is what I tell people. It's companies just they have a resistance to do that sometimes. Well, yeah. Um, well, well, they they're most of these TA companies. Oh, I sold all the cigars at the at the at the TA convention. I don't need to worry about the sable. Wash your hands and walk away. And then when your cigars are sitting on the shelf, it looks real good too, guys. So uh, I'm seeing Villager <laughs> cigars from like three years ago. TA cigars on the shelf. So all right, I I, I divest into I dive. It's too much into TA, so you, you know what? We're, we're kind of we're kind of on that. How about a couple of brands that it's kind of like a do or die show, or like it feels like they kind of need to do something. For me, I feel like it's not a huge brand, but they've kind of been 
up and down in the water, but uh, Freud Freud cigars, I feel like they really need. To have I a good agree. Show here. I agree with you on that I one. Think, That's a good pick. I think they're they're really treading water here. Sorry if you can hear the dog barking, but yeah, I I feel like they're really treading water here. And they came out of the gate, and they were originally very good at media engagement. Um, lesser extent with retail engagement. No consumer engagement. Um, now they're not doing any of the three. I don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, they basically they came out with this alter ego cigar, and, and uh, you know, no one knows about it because they didn't talk to they won't talk to anyone about it. Um, yep. I, I just think the brand I, I they got to do, and it's not just media. They got to do a better job in engaging their retailers right now. I don't think they're doing a good job with that at all. I don't see it because I just see retailers. I've talked to several retailers, and they're very disappointed. Yeah, I, I would echo that as well. I mean, we saw them yeah. at we saw them at TPE. We talked to them a little bit, but they also weren't very forthcoming. They weren't very engaged. It was just kind of like, yeah, we're here. Like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. What else? You know, like, well, you know, it's like, you know, I'm I like, mean, all right, a little yeah. more effort would be nice. But I'm not. I mean, look, I'm not going to kill myself for it. You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. But. All right, cool. But yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they need to just like they need to they need to put it together. I've been very disappointed. You know, I interviewed those guys before last year's trade show. I thought they were good guys, um, and I've been very disappointed. Uh, you know, the cigars are one thing. Uh, I was I was this the first release disappointed me, but just as a company, I just see them. They got to get their stuff together. They they they. This is not going to work the way they work. It's a do or die. They got they got to start improving their. They really got to start engaging the consumer channel better too. I think with their stuff, because ultimately you want to get people. You know, retailers can only do so much, and if the media is not getting anything, you got to you got to tap the consumer channel. Jay made a very interesting comment here. He said they have a Davidoff attitude without the infrastructure or support of Davidoff. Well, he yeah yeah one of the owners company came from Davidoff too. Right. So it's it's very accurate. Yeah. So, and, and I like Luis. He's a good guy, but uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you can you're not dab it off yet. Um, you got a long way to go. You got, you got a long way to go to be dab it off, yeah. Um, nobody's dab it off at this yeah, point. Yeah, nobody. No, no. Uh, no. <clears throat> um, yeah. You know, and it's funny, you may guys mention Davidoff, and, you know, I know it's been kind of a topic of discussion, uh, and we're not going to get into some of the other stuff we've talked about with them, but uh, it's it's looking like right now, that for 2024, you know, while we're on the topic of the trade show, it's looking like for 2024, Drew Estate, I think, and as well as, you know, Forge and Altidus. I think Forge and Altidus stay and they come back again. I think Drew Estate will maybe say, all right, we're coming back to PCA. And I still think Davidoff sits it out. And I think it becomes, not in the overall sense, and just trade show sense i think the trade show becomes about big three not big four for the for the foreseeable future um and coop you and i talked about davidoff a little bit this week and um some of the stuff we talked about which i won't get into on the on the show but some of the stuff we talked about um that would make a lot of sense from you know i, I think yeah. that davidoff's definitely cutting back a lot right now um, there's a lot of changes going on over there there's a lot of things that they're doing obviously you know the trade show that's a that's a big thing um, and I think it's, it's something that they don't feel the need in, um, which tells me that I think 
there was a lot of changes that I think the big four collectively wanted from the PCA, and I think some of those changes have begun to happen, and that's what's lured, you know, what's looking like most of them back by next year. Um, and I still don't think it's enough for Davidoff, and I think that they won't be coming back for a while um, if they do come back. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I, 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 uh, I don't see them coming back. You know, putting that aside, and that's possible with everything you said, I think this year is going to be a little different year for PCA compared to the last two years. Yep. Because the expectations are going to be much higher this year of the of what this trade show delivers. Um, the first year, they got a pass because 100 days after, you know, coming out of the pandemic. And not coming, you know, it was right in the middle. It was still in the middle of the pandemic. Last year, they got, they got a pass because um, – why did they get a pass last year? Um, because they did some things right. They did some things right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they were, it wasn't even a pass. I think they, they, they was, yeah. Yeah, but this year, now I think the expectation is going to be higher. They 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 have to execute very well in this trade show this year. Uh, they can't afford to take a step backwards. So th- th- I'm just saying PCA is going to have a lot more pressure on them this year. I'm confident they could deliver on it, too, by the way. I'm not saying they can't, but I think the expectations from people are going to be higher this year, especially with Altidus now back and Ford's back. Um, and certainly if that carries over in 2024 and, and we see another company back, it, it, the expectations are going to continue to get higher of what this trade show delivers right now. The, the problem I see is that, yes, the expectation is there, but you already hear rumblings whether or not this actually happens of people – Maybe not so much on the manufacturing side. It looks like they have a lot of manufacturers attending, but possibly on the uh, brick-and-mortar side or or purchasing side, they're like, well, I'm going to be able to purchase in eight months from now. And is it worth it for me to come to this one and 2024? I hope that's not the case, and I hope they they put up good numbers for both trade shows. But I fear with such high expectations... And then when the numbers come through, people are just going to be like, PCA is dying. Look at the numbers. But again, like they're, they're in a transitional phase. Right. And, and I think that's what I, exactly Mitchell, my point. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm kind of going with it. it. Because that is a realistic thing. They could That could happen this year. But you know it's going to happen. The, 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 you know, the, you know there's, there's pundits out there who, who just do nothing with their brands but, but criticize other brands. Um and take shots at the yep. PCA, and this is going to be the first thing they take a sh- shot at. I remember last year, someone, the same person I'm talking about, took a shot at uh, uh, PCA was like complaining about attendance, and it was like you weren't even out there. What do you know about attendance? I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so that that's all I can see. But uh, yeah, yeah I, but you're I right, Mitchell. I think that's going to be. But that's what I'm saying. They may not get a pass on that this year. Is what I'm saying because. Um, if, if that, if we, you know, you, I don't think they can afford to have a, a ghost town on day four again this year. I think they have to kind of deliver on that this year better. They're going to have to do something more, especially now that there's a lot more companies back this year. You, there should be no reason why people are not staying for the fourth day. Um, Talking about kind of delivering. No, go ahead. Do you Angel. know who's, do you know who's sponsoring the, uh, the opening night, uh, gala or, or dinner or whatever it's called? Oh, no, that's right. It hasn't been. been it hasn't been released yet, but I've been told they have sponsors on it. Okay. Yeah, I've been told that that's, uh, that's been decided, but there's some announcement forthcoming on it. Okay. I, yeah, I really I really wonder who that's going to be because what was it what was it last year at Spinoza? 
No, Crown Heads. Yeah. Crown, it was Espinosa the year before. Right. Espinosa the year before, yeah. Yes. It was Crown Heads and Luciano. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was just going to bring up, I was trying to find the email while you guys were talking. Because we got, uh, where is it? Here it is. I think There's I got it. Dog going. Um, I don't know if you can hear this dog going crazy in the your, background. Your mic's not. Your mic's a little bit. It's not terrible. Okay. Yeah, I think your mic might be buzzing a little bit too. It's a little intermittent, but from it kind of cuts in and out. Like, I don't know if it's maybe just a connection. I've been, I've been like muting it while the dog's barking, so that's probably just it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, just maybe when you get a chance, mute it and just check your connection into the computer. Yeah. When you get a second. Um, yeah, PCA announces all new cigar networking activities. Um, the Premium Cigar Association announced today a new PCA After Dark series of networking events that will take place during the PCA 2023 Annual Convention and International Trade Show. PCA After Dark is a new program that offers an enhanced schedule of nightlife opportunities at PCA 23 at some of the hottest cigar-friendly venues in Las Vegas, as well as optional expedited guest list access to the city's top nightclub venues. I didn't see this. When did this come out? I'm sorry, yeah. Matt. When did this come out? This uh, I got this in my inbox on uh, Thursday at 3 p.m. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. I'm, I want to hear this because this is the first. Uh, maybe I missed this. Go ahead. Okay. Um, as well as the city's top nightclub venues, including Tau, Omnia, Marquee, and Jewel, which are all great clubs. Uh, it is so important for our trade show that everyone be... Numerous that there has numerous options to network off the show floor, said PCA Executive Director Scott Pierce. We want to provide experiences where attendees can meet new people and build relationships with potential clients, partners, and suppliers, or get inspired and motivated by other professionals who are passionate about the, the same things you are, and ultimately have fun and relax after a long now. day of business yep. at the trade show, said Scott Pierce. PCA is partnered with Fuse Experiences as the official PCA After Dark partner. Fuse has an extensive background in creating experiences in Las Vegas and has recently partnered with the SHOT Show and the Car Wash Show to successfully create after-dark experiences. Fuse is a great partner and has a long-standing relationship with clubs, restaurants, and other venues in Las Vegas. So, we can expect great times and they can help even help secure venues for anyone who needs to do an event as well, said Pierce. PCA After Dark offers two options for attendee experiences. Attendees can sign up for complimentary access to the events and choose from optional open bar upgrades. Visit pcashow.org forward slash PCA dash after dash dark for more information and to sign up. So, um, last year... I have a lot to say on this, but go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so, last year, one of the talks... that So, the TPE party for... 2022, right? I was there. Uh, a lot of the other guys were there from the media, but that one was, yeah, everyone was talking about how great it was. We got to PCA, and PCA said, hey, we're going to do this nightclub night or whatever, and I actually sashayed down there, and I did not see many cigar people there. I didn't see much going on, and I left after 20 minutes. And Because Christian had a party where there was three cigars, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was kind of a flop. Now, I and it was a flop, not just because of that. Yeah, I'll tell I you why. I appreciate the ahead, PCA, man. you know, thinking, like, oh, hey, we got to do something. But it wasn't fully executed. You know, those, just, yeah. it was not yeah, executed yeah, well. Yeah. And now I see this, and I, th to me, when I saw this email, I said, okay, this is going after that part of the show and trying to build on it and be better than last year. And... 
but curious as to see now it's it's not just one place that's doing a thing and you get in free because you now it's like there's like a lot of different things going on here and i'm curious to see how it comes out but i see a lot of people going all all over the place it's not like one central location uh yeah so let's kind of go back to the point on last year so I mentioned they had a CLE party, but I don't believe that that's the reason why this that that nightclub thing failed. It failed because it was too far away. And every time the PCA has tried to do something on the other end of the strip, it has it has been it has not worked out well. They were doing concerts, I remember, on the other end of the strip years ago. They had Eddie Money came out there one year. I forget a couple of other bands, and people just don't want to get in. And, and it's not cheap in cabs and Ubers and they, it's not cheap. And people are tired. What they want to do is they want to sit around and do this and have a cocktail. That's what they want to do. They want to smoke. Okay. Yeah. They don't want, I, I, I don't see. So this thing, this, they probably got a good deal on this concierge service. Right. And I, I would not think this is, I, I, this sounds like almost too good to be true, but this is like peace. I'm sure they had this service, right. That they were able to get at a good price. And if someone really wants to go to Tao Nightclub, right, or not Tao, whatever, one of these places, yeah, yeah, it's an option to do it. But and it gives the PCA they don't have to plan something on a far either. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't think that service is going to provide what most people are looking for, which is I want to have a cigar and smoke. You know, are they going to are they going to give you guaranteed? I want guaranteed seating at Casa Fuente. I want guaranteed seating at at the Davidoff place. I want da- guaranteed seating at eight. You know, that's what they want. They don't. I want guaranteed seating at the Circle Bar, you know, or, or Bar Luca. That's what they want. That, that is a very small amount of people that are going to be interested in that. Um, that's like, and be honest with you, I don't see a lot of people under the age of thirty-five wanting to go to a Vegas nightclub. You mean I over? Just don't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say under over, over. Correct. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I've been there. I I did it once. I'll never do it again. Okay, and I did it under the age of thirty-five. It was. And it was a uh, it was a horrifying experience going into a Vegas nightclub. So uh, it's crowded. It's it's expensive. It's not. It's, you can't talk. Um, people want to smoke. That's what they want to do. This is what we. That's what they need to do. You want to be able to smoke is what they want to do. Alan said, "I disagree. People want to party. People of course. Show, hold on. People showed up at TPE's parties. The only difference there is that at TPE, it was that. There's. It's not it right just there. cigar smokers." Uh, you know, you had a whole different collection yeah. of people, yeah. but it, w- but yeah, it was also within the host hotel. So, yeah. you know, like yeah. last year, the yeah. that nightclub thing was at Cosmopolitan, which if you don't know Las Vegas, um, it's, it's a pain to get there. Yeah, I mean, you're at the Venetian Palazzo, right? You got to go down at nighttime on the Strip on a Saturday night. Yeah, and it's probably going to be worse this year because the city's preparing yeah. for F1. So I think there's going to be a lot – the traffic's going to be worse this year because of that. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in preparation for F1. So yeah. you're talking going down to the Strip at 8 o'clock, prime time, on a Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And you're not walking there because yeah. it's going to be 105 at nighttime. Yeah. And you don't want to walk all that way. And getting an Uber or a transportation – to go all the way down there for all those people, it's just it's too much work, I think, for people. Oh. Uh, and I think that is right. part of why it didn't work out. Versus right. the TPE party, you know, most people stayed at the Sahara or Resorts World. And at least with you know, if you were at Resorts World, you were right across the street, and you just you go right over and you're done. Uh, but to go down a couple of blocks, 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's different. So so let me let me this whole networking thing, right? That they talked about in this thing. Let me put a scenario. So I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna use Alan as an example here, okay? Because he because he's disagreeing. I want to network with my McAuliffe rep and his manager. Am I going through this service, or am I gonna say, hey, where are you guys gonna be? Are you gonna be a bar Luker or one of the other uh, smoking lounges? I want to meet with you. That's how it's gonna. That's how this is gonna work. I don't think you need networking opportunities. Um, I, I it's, to me, this is, I don't see where the networking opportunities are here. I, I look. I don't think this is a bad thing for PCA to have. Uh, as long as it's not costing them an arm and a leg to do this, if they got it at a good price, I don't have any, any problem with it. If it's not costing anyone anything, uh, you know, to sign up for it, great. I just don't see this as for our show. The after dark component is very specific. People want to bond over this. This is what they want to bond over. They don't want to be going to some nightclub. Maybe there's a couple of people. Who are you know? Maybe Mitchell wants to party. You, you and Mitchell want to party. You guys are the young guys, but uh, but I don't see. I think you guys would rather smoke too. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna make an assumption here. Yeah, oh, I, do, I definitely don't want to go to a nightclub. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I want to smoke. I want to sip on a couple yeah, of nice whiskeys. I want to talk yeah. to people within the industries. It's about the conversation. Like this, this is about the conversation. It's about yeah. the bonding yeah. of people. It's yeah. It, it, like right, said, is right, anyone right. like yeah yeah? Unless you just want to do that, if, if you're someone who really wants to experience Vegas nightlife, then at least they have an option here. Is what I'm saying. But uh, I don't see it as something that's something integral to our trade show. And Alan said, "I've never seen networking happening at Bar Luca. I see drinking and smoking." No, it is networking. What? There's networking. There's, <laughs> I, I've I've actually I've actually I've actually I've actually I've actually done networking and met people and. I have too. Uh, I have actually put the seeds in place for sponsorships there. Uh, I've signed. Times. I've it's, signed sponsorships there. Yeah. Um. I've had, you know, I've gotten introductions to to reps, national sales managers. Um. I mean, I remember I met uh, Paul Costco, who's now at Oliva. I met him. He's one of the most memorable ones I had there, just because I needed a contact there. So, um, I've met people. I mean, absolutely, I I've met people there. Um. And now it's just too crowded for me, too. I can understand it. But, you know, the night I went, Matt, before, when you guys, when, after the wedding, when you guys went out to dinner, I was at, at Bar Luca for a while before it got packed. And, and I did meet some people. And uh, I spent, I sat down with, um, a great. here's a great example. I sat down with Rainier Lorenzo, okay? And basically, he gave me the story of his booth, right? So I kind of went through everything. And I just went, we shot photos the next day. And, uh, you know, I, at this point, I, I talked to Rainier, and he says, yeah, we got everything. If you want to come by a couple of booths, you want to talk some more, it's great. But I had everything I needed. I got it done there with Rainier that day. So, and it was really helpful because we were so, again, booths, you know, we have limited time. So, absolutely, I've gotten networking done at, at Bar Luca. Yeah, I, I, you know, I. As much as I hate it, it's crowded, but at least that first day I got it, yeah. And that was part of the discussion when we talked about the trade show being in other cities it's okay outside of the trade show floor you know yeah. where do people go to network and hang out it's because it, yeah people want to hang out and yeah. smoke and shoot the shit whatever but people also they do network there because you know you're sitting there you're yeah. smoking you're having a couple of drinks everything's yeah. relaxed and all of a sudden the conversation you know wanders into that spot where it's like yeah you know we should do more stuff together and it's like yeah we should well what do you think and then it you know shit happens you know it, it does that's that's you know look when you're on the trade show floor 
it's business. You're working. Uh, you know, you don't you don't really have it's not really the time and place um, for for a lot of that. You know, it's um, it's it's the small stuff. It's the quick stuff. It's placing orders for us. It's getting interviews, getting info, getting out, getting out of the way. Retailers want to go in. They want to try something. They want to learn about products, and then they want to place an order and they want to move on so they can buy something else. You know, it's that downtime outside of the trade show floor when you actually can take the time to spend more yep. one-on-one time with everybody, no matter who you are, um, to do more than just place an order or get a quick interview or ask a question or whatever it is. Uh, and that's why I think that it is important. Now, having said that, I want to go on a, on a tangent here because it's at the front of my brain, and I, th- I think it's worth talking about on the show tonight. And... Um, we've been talking about New Orleans as a possible destination for the trade show. And we heard that this was a possibility. Nothing's been confirmed. And Coop, I know you and I have talked about this, but you specifically, because you actually have been to New Orleans for a trade show. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know just a little bit more about this than I do. And I know one of the biggest concerns was like, well, what do we do outside of the trade show? There's no place to smoke. There's no place to hang out. There's no general spot, you know. Um, And then this week, it was announced that uh, the casinos in the area were going to be allowed smoking again. And when I saw that, I said, well, that might be the final piece of the puzzle for people who are hesitant because I see, okay, so if we move it to New Orleans, you know, we make the host hotel one of these, you know, casino resorts, and then everyone can stay there, and then they can all smoke in the casino after the trade show. Um what are your thoughts on that aspect? Yeah, now I was I was actually trying to find if it um if it actually passed or not yet. Actually, I meant to tell you that. Oh, I thought um, it did, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so let's say it did. Let's assume it did. Okay, um, because I actually couldn't find anything on it. But let's say it did. Maybe maybe it's it, it it's absolutely I think a play. It will help New Orleans for sure. It will help. Um, like I said, when I was there. In 2015, they had just put the ban in on the casinos. But when I was there in 2010, a lot of people were smoking and going over the casino and smoking. But, you know, here's the thing. I thought about this a little more, Matt, okay? The problem is, like, you, like, and I was talking to someone about this. Yes, you can smoke on a casino floor, but you can't loiter on the casino floor and smoke. You got to gamble. So, I mean, you got to play slots or something like that. So, unless there's areas where you could just, like, sit in a lounge and do that, you, you can't do it, right? But don't yeah. get me wrong. I think it helps if, if, if they have the casino ban lifted because it will just help people. Because there are people who want to go to Vegas to gamble at the trade show. I mean, there are people in the cigar industry who spend three or four days in the three or four nights in the casino the whole time. So, true. I, I, I do, I do, so I do think it will help. But I was thinking about this more, as I said. You know, uh, you know, there's Vegas is getting very hard to smoke in too right now because again, I don't think smoking on the casino floor a cigar is the answer. But this is a step in the right direction, and certainly. But I think I can see PCA making that the host hotel. I agree with you on that. Why wouldn't they? It would be a perfect thing because at least you could you could say, hey, you want to stay in the casino, you can smoke. You have to gamble, but you can smoke. That's not it's not unreasonable to say to someone who has to gamble. Uh, if they want to smoke on the casino floor. I, I don't think it's an unreasonable request either. Alan, so, so, yeah. Alan pointed out it was the casinos in Shreveport, not New Orleans, and it's four hours away from there. 
which I would. He, if he, he would probably know. He, that's his territory. So. And then. I'm gonna uh, hold on. Yeah. And then, Vince said, "I believe an exemption was approved." Allen said, "It was the city of Shreveport that lifted the ban, not the state of Louisiana." Yeah. And then Vince said, "Allen, I think the exemption was for New Orleans." Uh, I'm looking here. It's in Biz New Orleans magazine, but it says Shreveport. I actually okay. just found hey. it. So Vincent, Vincent said, so Alan a New is Orleans correct. Okay. I think Alan might be yeah. correct on this one. I said, and this is Alan's territory, so I'll trust him on this. Yep. Um, but so, but I do know, this is what I do know, Matt. And that's why I said I wasn't able to confirm it, and this sort of explains it. I do know that PCA is looking at certain options to try to have some smoking areas, not just in a uh, convention center. So I have heard that. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm telling you, New Orleans is going to be a terrible trade show. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I don't know how else to tell you this. Uh, it's, people are going to be complaining when, when, the, when the, because, again, the night sucked in New Orleans. It, it did. I, I, like, I didn't we'll do have it. We'll a compound probably in New Orleans. But I, yeah. I take your word for it. It, it was it was 2015. This industry has short memories. Uh, you know, we just now when we were there in 2015, it was also the heat of summer. All right, but regardless, it was. I remember we were going to like if we had off hours things, we were going all around the city. It was, it was. You know, you, we talk about people don't want to get a cab to go to Cosmopolitan. Try to go to the other end of New Orleans, right? We'll have to deal with the French Quarter and stuff at night. Uh, it, it just wasn't fun, is what I'm going to tell you. Um, so, and it isn't like I can go back to the hotel and smoke either. So, you know, yeah. but I do believe that PCA is probably working this because of New because supposedly New Orleans wants the show. So I'm sure they have a little leverage. Hey, you got to help us out here, you know, with, with some stuff. So let's let's see what they come up with with that too before I bash it either. But. It won't be Vegas, I'll tell you. It, no matter what they do, it just even if it was smoking in the because I was there in 2010 when it was smoking in the city, and it's, nightlife still sucked because you were going all around town. Yeah. It sucked. It was just there was nothing positive about. It. And the other city that we've heard <clears throat> being mentioned for PCA is Nashville, um, which I've never been to Nashville either, and I'm not 100 percent. It's not a friendly on, city to smoke in. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I didn't think it was, but I wasn't hundred percent sure on what, you know, if it was even just a little bit better than New Orleans, or if it was, you know, just as bad. Um, they but, put some more stricter smoking in Nashville over the past couple of years too. Hmm. I think that that one is more. Cons I don't look. The PCA's come out last year at the media conference and said we're considering New Orleans. That was yep. absolutely said. It did. The Nashville thing, I think, is I hear some people it's are saying, why don't we make a play for Nashville is what I've heard. I don't know how far that's gotten negotiation-wise. You know, I, I think um, I think we're going to find out. I think the PCA is holding off on 2025 um, on an announcement. I, I, I don't know if it's 100% done, but if, if it's you know, at least close. I think we probably won't hear anything till the trade show, if not after, of this year. It'll be after. It'll be after. I definitely don't think we hear anything about 2025 before. I don't. I don't think we will. No, I don't think there's a need to. You know, unless you know, eventually they got to get it on the convention schedule. 
So uh, they got a little time for that. I so, also I also hear through the grapevine though that Scott and some other members of the PCA were uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area recently. Yeah, but they think they were visiting retailers. I, uh, I, I there could be something like they were going out there for that year too. Because, well, but, there, uh, there was a couple people who mentioned that Dallas was possibly a location. So I heard Fort Worth was possible, but that would be a great location for a trade show actually. But you'd still have the same problem. Like Vegas is the adult is an adult like theme park is the way to put it. And you're having this convention. Vegas is the ideal. Like as much as I don't like Vegas, there's not a better place to have this trade. <coughs> and Jay said you should hear on 2025 soon. Well, okay. I'll be calling DA on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jay, is, uh, when you say soon, you know if you're going to tease Wait us, at, le- at, le- at least. At least tickle us a little bit. Are we are we talking as soon before the trade show, or you know, right before or yeah. at the trade show? No. Uh. And Mitchell, I think I think they uh I think they want your point of view on this too. Being asked, what's Gurkha's PR? No, you're just known as Gurkha. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> all, all the Coop's points are fine. They're they're 100 right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the experience of being in New Orleans. I've never visited New Orleans. Uh, I've never visited Nashville either, um, as well as, you know, take into account these will be in either March or April, right, the, with the new uh, date change. Um, yeah, Vegas uh, is is the best. That's just the way it is. I know people are getting sick and tired of Vegas because it is a little overwhelming being there. But logistically, they are the best. Uh, there's really just no way to put it, especially the fact that we are a smoking based industry uh it's finding like you said even 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 just finding the venue where they'll allow us to smoke during the trade show is already a struggle finding a venue that's going to accept everybody after the trade show is you know an even bigger issue and uh yeah it's it's uh like i said i i i really enjoy vegas um but uh uh, the, the only the only other the only other thing would be if if Florida somewhere in Florida if they can somehow gain a space that's big enough that's the only other place that I can see it happening in uh, it, with a with a good trade show especially since the large portion of the industry is already there um, and it's such a smoking friendly state but again the issue is it always comes up our trade show is too big for the stuff that florida has to offer uh, guys i have to step away for just a second i'll be right back yeah okay, okay. yeah mitchell you know so, we had one trade show there uh in 2012 orlando and i thought it was a great trade yeah. show uh you still had the same new orleans type of problem though um yeah, but i thought the convention center yeah, was a great tra- a great location yeah it's, so, it's like uh, you know but yeah but Vegas, I, I agree i think that would it go ahead mitchell and then i'll tell you the point i'll make because there was a difference though, yeah or, Ve- or, 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 or. vegas has the restaurants to eat at they have the areas to smoke they have multiple areas to smoke and they have they have the ease of accessibility right it's it's all there within a relatively close proximity and like you said people already struggle just going across the strip which really isn't that far these other cities span way more and don't have the accessibility that vegas offers and they like 
the the concentration of restaurants, the concentration of smoking bars, the concentration of everything is just so much higher in Vegas and so much more accessible. And they're, you know, I, I know why it's like, you know, they're they're having they they need to go away from Vegas because certain things just aren't ready to to get into the Vegas schedule. So they kind of have to find some other options. And I know that there has been some people on the other side and maybe on the manufacturing side saying they're kind of sick of just going to Vegas. Maybe we just need to change it up a little bit. And that's, that's fair. But at yeah. the end of the day, I, we all know it's going to go back to Vegas. Hopefully these 2025, 2026 is the, the best of the worst, right? Like hopefully we get through it with some, yeah, just, just, the, be the best of the worst, because, again, I, I expect it to get back to, to Vegas by 2027 at the at the latest for me. Um. Orlando had a unique aspect to that trade show. And I know, like I said, it wasn't ideal for everybody, because, again, you had a similar thing to New Orleans. Everything spread out, right? But what you had happen at that trade show, uh, it was actually a very well-attended trade show, uh, because a lot of retailers – uh, in the state of Florida, and a lot of Florida retailers and a lot of retailers in Georgia sent sent employees um, to go to the trade show more so than, than normal. Um, so there were more people. Like I know Abe, for example, at Smoke Inn, he gave an opportunity for his some of his employees, hey, you want to go to the trade show? And he set up a schedule where uh, some people can go and be on the floor with him and stuff like that those days. Um, and, you know, they're, they're there in the retail capacity. They're not there to, to get, you know, I'm sure they getting free yes they're getting free cigars of course but um they you know they were there and you know we saw a lot of people in the night activity it was we had a great vibe that trade show and i think there is something florida's got a little magic with that that maybe like nashville won't or new orleans won't have yeah so i you know i, I everyone keeps talking to new orleans it sounds like it's the one that's most likely going to happen for 2025 but i hope uh you know best I think Florida would be I mean, really cool to go in. I think Florida yeah. would be really good as well to have it back there. Um, and you know, look, we have one guy in the coop team. Right? Yeah, we have a we have a we have a Cajun boy in Ben, and he is uh, you know, we will have a good time in New Orleans uh, under his watch. Let's put it like that. He knows that city uh, inside out. He'll he'll get us some good gumbo and everything like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to take along with you guys for the food. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you're, you you're know, muted, so, uh, we'll, we'll help Matt out with the food too. Oh, uh, sorry, as well. I was muted. Uh, so yeah. I just wanted to circle back for a second. Um, Jay had said we had planned an announcement on May 25th, but it's been delayed. So apparently, we were already supposed to know plans for 25. That's what I was told as well. Was supposed to be the end of this month. So I guess maybe we will. You guys are ahead of me on that one, yeah. You guys are ahead of me on that one, yeah. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah. Also, right now, with um, less than four minutes to go, it's 98.88 Boston. Uh, Vegas well, Golden Knights. It's a Vegas Golden Knights lost four to two to Dallas, lost. and we'll head back to Dallas for yeah. Uh, Dallas is a legit team, by the way. They're a really good team. Yeah. Um, so Vegas is too. They're two really good teams out in the way. Um, but I, uh, <clears throat> I know that the game isn't over yet. Um, but I, I have tagged Willie, Willie Morante. Um, hopefully he comes on to this broadcast. So by the end of this game, um, 
you know, we can we can talk about this and, and get his feedback. Willie's loyal to Miami like no one else is, though. He's a great Miami guy, but it's not the I didn't I, I, I can't say this. I didn't watch the game tonight, but I doubt the refs have had a, a, a I doubt the refs have been a problem tonight. Uh, Tatum's had 29 points. Uh, so if the Celtics win, uh, it's the second that game is over. I'm going to text Willie and say, so how about them refs? <laughs> just to get them going. You know, I just yeah. think it's fun. Joe Mazzulla is a terrible coach, I've heard. Always... And this and is... not for nothing, but if the Celtics yeah. do win this one and they win game seven and they go to the yeah. finals, I'm going to text John Carney yeah. and say, I don't want to hear you root for the Celtics anymore because when the days were dark, you turned your back, and now that they're good again, you're like, oh, never mind, I'm here. And it's like, no, he, no, yeah, he, I, yeah, no. I don't want to hear about Gabe Vincent either. He had 13 points tonight, decent game, but guess what? It, 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 it hasn't made a difference. I know. Butler and Jay said Butler is 3 for 19 on shooting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, now, uh, now, now this is a quarter. Yeah, now I got to say he quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three twenty-five left, ninety-eight to ninety. Oh boy! And that's just what I'm seeing on the internet. I, I think the TV feeds a little bit further ahead because Jay's seeing stuff before I see it over here. So I have ninety-nine, ninety-one. Ninety-nine, ninety-one. Yeah, I got Boston. It's over. Thank you, Miami. Uh, you're gonna. Boy, this is, you know, I, I don't I don't think Spolster is going to get killed over this. Like, um, he's a great coach, and they weren't supposed to get this far this year. So uh, now it's 191. But, uh, wow. but yeah, is I it? mean. Wow. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Wow. Wow. Cigar, cigar check in here. How's that uh, Placencia smoke in there? Fantastic. I mean, uh. Just a, it's a, it's got these, it's got those, you know, classic Nicaraguan spice with sweetness. Um, you know, it's just a really, uh, great medium, uh, strength cigar, almost medium to full body. Uh, just, you, just the tobaccos when you, when you put them in your mouth, you just, they're, they're, they're those well-aged tobaccos, but sometimes, it, you know, they don't have that sourness that sometimes a well-aged tobacco will have either. I hear yeah. I've got great well-aged tobaccos and they're sour, but no, this is this is great. Nice, and Matt, are you still in that tatuaje? No, I I I was already a little bit past halfway when we started. I, I finished that and I actually lit up a uh, Liga Provada number nine Bellicoso, um, which is performing excellent as always. Um, just so rich and full of flavor, and I know you oh, know. Yeah. Speaking of Drew Estate, you know, outside of the trade show, um, you know they've. They've done a little bit so far this year with their freestyle lives. Uh, they've added some new sizes to H99. Um, they got the Super Ancho, which is their, I believe that's a 6x60 coupe. Yes. Um, yes. There is a yes, it is. There is a flying pig um, size that has been created for that. Um, I, I haven't seen the flying pig size. There's a flying there is. I, I saw someone post a photo with it. Maybe that wasn't, maybe it's not official. Okay. But I, I have yeah, seen it. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that. But okay, but I believe you. I believe you. I saw someone post a photo of it, so it does exist somewhere. Um, I, I don't think it's been announced, but but it's probably something that's coming. Yeah, probably uh, which that does, which honestly doesn't surprise me because I'm I'm pretty sure that no, they, it, they make everything they in have, that size, right? Right, pretty much almost every brand comes in that. I think Carrera, I Liga, think, Undercrown. I think the only two I haven't seen in that size are Norteño and Undercrown Ten. And I'm sure those will come. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come at some point too, right? 
Um, but yeah, be sure the the anniversario as well will come. Um. So. Anyway, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I, oh yeah, I, so I lit, drew, drew a state. I, I lit up. Uh... Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, if you still have more to say about Drew Estate. We... No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, let's see if you can guess this one. It was um, this person was recently on another Ku Coalition member show, Bear Duplicy Show. It wasn't the most recent guest, but the one before that. Uh, and this was this is a huge release for them. Big, big release. It was. It's a came out a long time ago, but I'm smoking a big, uh, big vitola of it. Do you think you can guess where, what, which one it was? Do you know who who was on Bear Show a couple, couple The show before ago? this one? Yeah. How yeah. many shows ago? Uh, How many shows ago? Just two? two. Is it Casada? Correct. Which cigar, though? Probably uh, probably their biggest release, in my opinion. Um, Casa Magna 60. Yep. It's the Casa Magna Colorado. And oh it's, wow! Okay. Uh, but it is a, it is a. Yep. I am smoking the Grand Toro, a big Vitola, uh, six yep. by fifty-eight. Uh yeah. yeah, we've actually, I think we actually did a syndicate on that one too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Colorado, um, which is actually the Robusto, which is the one, one the cigar of the year, is smoking incredible. But you know, they moved all the manufacturing that back to the Dominican Republic, and I think there's been a big difference since they've they're making those now at home. That's why I think they're smoking so well. Ah, oh, Willie has arrived. Look at this. Look at this. Is it the refs? Tobacco's tasting great, and the construction's perfect. The draw's great. This really? Is smoking. Yeah, really is. Really, really well. Really, really yeah. well. Willie said, it's easy to win when the NBA is pushing your agenda. Oh, oh now we got Now we got oh, deep seated. Come on, Willie. Get your hats on, guys. Tinfoil hats on. Come on. And then he says, "I wish." He goes, "I wish the British would uh, would have invaded." <laughs> Damn! Wow! But throw that tea back. <laughs> Damn! Sounds like there's a lot of salt down there in Miami. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy, Jay, can you give me a, a, another accurate uh, score update? I'm seeing 197. One hundred and ninety-seven. One hundred and one. I have one hundred and one ninety-nine here. This is not over, guys. Ooh. Not and over. It's, it's very, very, left. it's very, very close, and there's a minute left. I, oh boy, this. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get this one on the air. Hundred to one hundred. Oh, this is. Oh. Man, that heat yeah, are really clawing for get, it. Uh, oh man. Well, now I'm gonna, but you right now on here now. Joe Mazzulla is a terrible coach. He should have. I'm like, watch that. <laughs> this is how. It's, if that goes the other way. The series was very easy to break down. <laughs> it was the refs or the coach. <laughs> oh man, this is so close. Under a minute to go. It's one hundred one to a hundred. Jay says I, I forty-five seconds. I have sixteen seconds. You have sixteen seconds. What's the score? Hundred one to hundred, Boston. Oh man, I'm telling you, next shot gets it. it this is this is close. This is close. Boston's at the line. Oh boy. He hit his one oh two hundred. Marcus Smart just hit a free throw. Oh, he did? Yep. It's hundred two hundred. Sixteen seconds. Sixteen point nine seconds. Celtics gotta get that ball and then just fucking sit on it and burn that clock out. I mean, come on. 
Go, let's go. Oh, come on, Miami. We got high drama here. 16 seconds. I'm still. I see 101 to 100 with 16 seconds to go. Anyone? I got another uh, update. they just fell. It's over. It's gonna be over. It's over. No, it's gonna be over. It's two Who? seconds and uh, Who's winning? they just fouled Al Harford. Uh, oh, it was a foul on Al Harford. I'm sorry, the foul is on Al. Harford. Jimmy Butler's shooting two free throws right now. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Are you it's kidding free me? Free throws, Jimmy. This is not the refs now, guys. This is hit a freaking. This is Jimmy Butler's hitting two free throws right now, with two seconds remaining. He'll oh my God! One. You got to be kidding me. This is literally coming down to the wire. Mike Bellity is screaming at Joe Mazzulla over something right now. I can guarantee you that. Oh, my God. He has God. been killing him. Oh, Where's, Boston where, calls timeout. Where is my TV remote? I got to get this going. I never put the TV on while we're on the air, but I I, 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 I can't this... find my remote either. <sighs> Let me see. I got I to do this. I've never done this. I've never done this, but you don't I... Have, I have, you don't have NBA TV? Oh, I got TV. I got TV. You got, I got NBA TV, yeah, so I can watch it online. I just, That's what I, I just put it on here. I'm just waiting for my TV to load out here. I just, here we go. Uh, maybe Coop jinx Boston by declaring the death of Miami. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm rooting for Miami. I'm rooting for Miami here. Uh, I know. Unfortunately. I'm in my, I'm a, look, I'm rooting. I think it's a great story. I have, but I have no bone to grind with Boston either. So You better not. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> here we go. Well, you know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm back in the coach. I've been back in the coach on this. Oh man! Was, this is for the. They, of course, Boston has to pull a timeout. It's ridiculous. But that, that's good. Actually, no, that's good coaching by Missoula. Good coaching by Missoula. Seriously, because yeah. you know, get, you get your team. You know, because if they hit the free throws, you got to figure out what you're going to do to kind of with those two seconds. So, so it is a good timeout. Well, uh, you either try to get something fast, or you just you know, I mean, it's two seconds. I mean, it's a pass and a shot. It's a pass and a shot, or you, you just you go in overtime, and then who knows? All right, here we go. I'm gonna put here the we go. play by play. All right, now that I'm seeing it, all right, so it looks like there's this contact about. Although it looks like a flop, let me see it again. Let me. It looks like a flop <laughs> by Jimmy Butler. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that Jimmy was... Butler's taking three. He's shooting three free throws. He's gonna shoot. <gasps> oh my. Gosh, this is you want to talk about? Let's say now, can't blame the refs on this one. <laughs> uh, everyone in Boston's gonna blame the refs though. One oh two, one oh. He hits one. They gave him three free throws. Three oh. free throws. He's getting. that's BS. Oh, here we go. What? That's a. <laughs> They fouled. That's what they fouled. It was a shooting foul. Yeah, they were up, they were up 10 points with three minutes left. Got to hold Boy, your lead, Matt. Boy, I'm going to hear from Mike Bellity if they act, if Miami wins this game. <laughs> I think everyone, like, like we're, we're on here doing this right now, and I think everyone is literally watching the game. He gets one. That's fair. I, yeah, I'm, I just saw him. He hits the a second. One. It's tie. It's over. He will. He know it. He hit all three. He hit all three. He hit. All, he hit all three. Wow. They got two seconds. My, my, they can my, hit a hail yeah. mary. They got two. That, this is it. Another timeout by Boston. 
Wow. Good job by Missoula. Boy, boy, huh? Coop's got Coop, three, Coop, and they put they put Coop, it back to three seconds. I don't Coop's it. got that bottle of Jergens over there from Miami right now. Oh, it's over. <laughs> well, I don't worry about, 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 about refs. Is one of my oh, Matt, who do man. they throw it to for the who do they throw it to for the point? You gotta go, I'm you seeing gotta go to your guy, man. I'm seeing three seconds left. I'm seeing they put it to three. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I just noticed that. Now it's an even Caught. three seconds. Oh, uh, here we go. It's the refs. <laughs> Like that, that point nine seconds is gonna make a difference. That's an extra step, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, they're gonna get one shot at this. They're gonna they're foul him. They're gonna foul him. No, 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 they won't. They won't foul him. No. They won't foul him. They won't foul. They gotta let them take the hail mary shot. We're, we're just... actually so for folks for folks who are tuning into us, we. We're capturing the end of the Miami-Boston series. Yeah, that's that's uh, with, what's going on right now. Just so you the, know. the fan bases on both teams are going absolutely. Carney Carney's completely torn at this point, right? He doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> he shouldn't be torn. He abandoned, he, the, he abandoned the Celtics. He went for the Heat, and now he's got to decide like if he, you know, is he Heat or is he Celtics at this point. Yeah, that just tells I mean, me that Carney's not a true Celtics fan. I don't care. That's BS. You should, I, like why why well, you abandon know, your wait, team? Listen, I love Miami. He's welcome on board here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. He's He's probably wearing two different Crocs on each foot. He just doesn't even know what he's doing. That is BS. I can't wait yeah. to I can't wait to I can't wait to talk to him after the show and be like, "You know, you're not a real fan. You never abandon the team no matter how dark it gets." It's over. No, they lost. He made it. Boston wins. Are you serious? Boston wins. Derek no wins. way. I didn't see it yet. Holy cow! Are you serious? I'm serious, uh, Derek White. This is how you saw this right. Okay, here it is. Takes the three. Shoot. He got the rebound. Yeah. They got it. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, what? What? Oh. I'm not. My screen froze here. Hold so what on. Happened? Are they checking the clock? Wait. No, I thought he. I thought he made he it. He got at the it. He got it. It left his hand before. It's a final. No, he got it. He got it. It's a final. Yeah, I thought he had it too. Wow! Wow! So, that so was, close! Was <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, I wow! Where, where was Gabe Vincent here? Wow! Holy shit! Wow! There's gonna be a there's gonna be a game coach. seven in Boston. Wow! Domazola can't coach. Oh man! Oh man! Let me let me so so first of all we gotta get um. You could just phone Carney. Get I'm him gonna, live on the show here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tag <laughs> Willie and say how about those those refs. refs. And then I'm going to tag John Carney. Oh, he's going to go off on the refs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to tag Jonathan Carney and say, you are not there's a real nothing, fan. There's nothing ref about that. It, it was, Miami had every opportunity here. That, <laughs> but that clock, but that extra second, that's what they're going to Wow. The NBA wanted that extra. Oh, Literally, he got that out of his hand with, with 
the 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 smallest fraction you know, of a second in the shot No excuses clock. for Miami in this. I don't want to hear about injuries said, or anything. Well, what, what about that extra second? Oh that, my that extra god! Second. It could have made a difference. It could have. Oh my! Oh but, my! But it had plenty of god. opportunities, Miami, in this game. They had plenty of opportunities in this game to win it. <laughs> oh, here's Willie. Here's Willie. All right, here we go. You can't beat us without help. One day you'll earn a W <laughs> the clean way. Oh. <laughs> you know, Willie, I hear I hear salt is good for the wound, you know, cleans it out. <laughs> Listen, he's, well, Willie's, Willie's, Willie's the leader of the Miami crew here. Wow. Well, guys, first of all, for everyone yeah. who's, stu who's still stuck on while we paused our show to watch the end of the game, which I think yeah, yeah. most people, but not everyone, would argue was – Maybe we did this with a Phillies game on primetime one, so it, it's happened sometimes. So thank you for hanging <laughs> in with us. It looks like most people are it's, still here, so thank this you. Is, this, is, this is Boston this is, the cigar industry. I totally get it here. So uh, I mean, th th this was this was a wow, wow. I'm just I'm just blown away. I'm I was blown on, away. I, I was an, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Let me repack to what I said at the beginning of the show. You're up 3 nothing. You lose one at home. All right, fine. You go to Boston. You don't close it out. All right, that you know this is kind of shitty, but you know let's go home. We'll close it out. You're, you're trailing most of the game at home, a game when you should definitely be closing this series out. You eat away the lead we have at the very end of the game. You get a three-point foul. Three, three points off, three, three free throws. And with three seconds on the clock, you lose the game by one at home. And now you have to come back to Boston and play Game Seven. If anyone in this world is is thinking right now, "Oh, the Heat are good; they can still win this," they're not rattled at all. You are lying to yourself. They're getting on a plane back to Boston, thinking they should be getting ready for the NBA Finals right now. Yep. That, if if that if that doesn't, they had this game. They came back. Wow. Give Missoula credit. I think he used those timeouts very well. Wow. I don't know, man. Game seven in Boston, losing a three-game lead. I, I don't know. And and listen, they were up in game four at halftime. That's what people forget. They were this. That was about to be closed out. They let him back in. And it wasn't. Look, I don't want to hear about injuries. No, they they just this. Miami had this game won. The injuries didn't cost them the game. It was. It was bad execution in those last three seconds. Wow, that is just that is just insane. That is just wow, insane. You know, you, I just I can't. That was you get all that you get all that anxiety, and then it just finally goes, and then you're just like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> what were we talking about tonight? I forget. <laughs> so much has happened. PCA. Yeah, the Hector PCA. PCA. Wow. Ah. Uh. Anyway, so Willie came and responded to his tagging like a man. So I'll give him credit. I tagged Carney. Now, unless Carney has a, a true excuse, uh, so far he has not answered the tag uh, to being called out for being a bad fan. So I don't know. I'll have to discuss that one with him in private. <laughs> but he's wow. been called out. He's been called out as a friend who loves him very much. You've been called out. I saw you. He's oh, back on, does he I'm go back to Boston I'm now? I'm on the heat now. Yeah, now what? Now what? Now it's all even. Seven games. Now what? You're still a Heat fan? After that? Come on. How, how do you fire Joe Mazzula if he wins game seven? 
I don't care if they lose in the finals. How do you fire them for that? It's a, it, that's it, that's it, not an easy thing to do. Yeah, even if he, you I know can't fire him. Even if he wins. Oh, and Jonathan Carney is here. Reverse psychology worked. I was never rooting for the Heat. I just had to live oh, the lie. Oh, it. come on. Don't lie. No, no, just no. take it like a man. Be like, oh, no, I fucked so, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. L- l- listen, man. No, come on. I mean. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. What are you? Yeah, hold on. No. What are you pulling? The Celtics he, pride? You're going to wear the other he, team's jerseys so the Celtics he, win? He, <laughs> here's what I do with Missoula. You make him hire a very good, experienced assistant, guy who's got a lot of experience. You put him on the bench with him next year. Um, you got to be a little careful because you don't want to have this guy floating over Missoula's job. But it's, I think you got to give get someone with experience who's willing to take the assistant role, um, who maybe wants to get back into coaching and have him be Missoula's right hand man. That's what you need to do. Don't fire. You don't fire Missoula. You give him some experience on that because that's coaching staff. I think lacks some experience was a problem. Wow, that is just just blown away. Uh, yeah. I I have sent just so you guys know, I have sent Carney a link to the to the show. So if he wants to come on and say his piece, <laughs> then I will let him. Um, yeah. And I'll let I'll let Wait, Coop, and I'll let Coop I'll let Coop stand there and be like, you know, we we still want you to be a fan of the Heat, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I know I know you do. You want to try and steal him away. Oh, yeah. Joe Grow, Joe Grow just messed me. He said the Heat blew it. They did. They blew it. They did. It wasn't because of any. I don't hear any excuses about. I want you to excuse. You know why uh, we didn't have um, we didn't have Farrow, uh, You know, stop. Just I. I'd send it to Willie, but that, that, that would just be mean. They had this one. They had this one. <laughs> I all right. Do you think it's safe to say that they've blown the whole series now? Yeah. Well, yeah. I should say they. Blo- I mean, look, well, no, they this, they, this, they lose they in game to, seven. You blow the whole series. Look, what would happen to the six? No, but I mean, I mean, they they were in a position where game seven shouldn't have even been a thought to them, and now they're playing game seven. Yeah, game seven can be redemption, though. Yeah. You got to give that to even the if heat, the Heat win game seven, they're gonna be like, I mean, you know, took you seven games with a three zero lead to get it done. <laughs> you know what I mean? You it's, can't let anyone near the basket there. That was you shouldn't let anyone near the basket there. You should have had your defense ready on that one. Oh man! Especially they took a timeout. You had time to get your defense ready on that. That was oh. a great. By the way, that was a great. That was a. I mean, just you got to give it up to um, what's his face? He uh, white white. We came up Either big. Either. Yeah, it really did. Came up big in that big big game. Yeah. Wow. Uh, three block shots, too, for him uh, in the game. A lot of comments the, uh... here. A lot of comments here. I hate Boston, but that's a game. So not being a b-ball yeah. fan, is it true that no one yeah. ever came back from 3-0 in the NBA? No. No one has done it. Is it NBA? I wasn't sure. I know NHL has happened a few times. And, and, of course, you know, the Yankees. Red Sox did it in baseball. They came back yeah. and won four. Flyers, the, Flyers, the Flyers did it to the Bruins, actually. But I think the Bruins didn't the Bruins also come back from a three nothing in that series. I think I they think the did. Bruins have won and yeah, I yeah, yeah. Because came. yeah, because I know that we have yeah, because we had. They, I remember seeing it, we have two teams that have done it, and I said that earlier. Yeah, but the, I the didn't Bruins know who did it, it was. The Bruins have won. Yeah, they did it twice, but once. Well, they they lost it once and they won it once. Um, in that so case. the Bruins have done it. The Red Sox have done it in those leagues, but in the NBA, no one has done it. I believe in the NBA, no NBA team has ever done it. So yeah. If the Celtics win Game Seven, they will be the first team to do it. And I think the Red Sox were the first team in the AMLB, and I think the Bruins were the first team in the NHL um, to to win 
after being down 3-0. So if the Celtics do it, three of the Boston teams were the first teams in those leagues to come back and win it. And then, I mean, it's not really the same because it's a very different format for sports, but you want to talk about a comeback? I mean, yeah, 28-3. That's all I'm going to say. 28-3. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we did it. Yeah, the Flyers did it to Boston. And uh, then the San Jose Sharks blew it. Uh, I remember that year. And Allen just won't let Doc Rivers go. Allen won't. He said kind of like Doc wait, blew it in the does. second he, round. It, uh, here's what he does. This is what Allen does. He tries to <laughs> deflect, right? Because he can't, like, he can't accept the fact. Doc Rivers is gone. We moved on from Doc Rivers. Okay? I gotta, I gotta, Thank I, you, Allen. I got, I got, I got a present. You can say, let him go scream at Doc Rivers all he wants. Hey guys, Doc I got a three nothing lead. I got a present for you. Derek White is here. He's going to be joining us on the show tonight. Um, all the way from Miami, down in Florida. Derek White has joined us for a little post game show. Derek, how are you? How how's it going? <laughs> oh look! Oh look! It's the fake of Boston Celtics fan. <laughs> I can't believe I just witnessed that game. That was incredible. Oh my God! The, so the Miami so, fans are screaming about the refs right now. I can tell you that. So there's a couple crazy things. So what a wild game! So you you get a challenge at the end, right? That gets the three free throws, okay? So they would have just given him two free throws because Miami didn't have. That's a why it changed. Okay, that's why it changed. Yeah. 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 So he hits all three three throws. He was only going to be shooting two. Three seconds left. All right. So I'm texting all my friends from up home. I'm like, it's over. I'm like, there's just no way. And then Marcus Smart gets the ball for the last shot, and I'm like, there's no. I love Marcus Smart, but I'm like, there's no way he's making this. And I'm like, it's just over. But the whole time, Stan Van Gundy, if you were watching the the uh, broadcast, he's saying, just keep an eye on Derek White coming out of the coming out, out of from out of bounds. He's gonna try to get a rebound or the or pass back for a shot. And he was saying it when Derek White hit hit the bounce back. It was just wild. And Alan Rubin said, "Coop deflects all the time. People in glass houses." Well, I don't know. Oh, Alan's no. still talking about Doc Rivers. He's still talking about Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, he's still stuck in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's still stuck. At, he's still stuck in that one. Like he's, still, he's like, uh, no, he's like, yeah. And he was telling me, oh, you know, Gabe Vincent. If they don't have Gabe Vincent, uh, you know, Gabe, you know, Gabe Vincent's the key guy. They they had Gabe Vincent and they still lost. Yeah, there was, um, you know, there was this game came down. I mean, they just it came down. They both teams didn't really shoot that well. The Heat obviously didn't play that great outside of, you know, their their out of bio and Butler didn't play great. And really, you know, they just played the last like two minutes. So I mean this game seven is gonna be crazy. I like you know, if the Celtics shot a little bit better, this this game could have got out of hand in the third quarter. Then they they really kind of you know shit it away. I, I can't believe we're talking here and I'm watching the Celtics have won this game. I mean it's wild. So John, do you think that this is, I don't know if you were watching the show before, but this is this is kind of my train of thought, right? So for the Miami Heat, you got three game, three game lead, game four you're at home, you're winning at halftime, you go on you lose that game. Okay, fine, shit happens. Go back to Boston, game five. You get beat pretty good in Boston. All right, let's not panic, but you know, that kind of fucking sucks. We should have closed the series out. You come back home, back to Miami for game six. All right. Let's get this done. 
and then the game that just happened happens, and you lose by one point like that at home. Oh, and we lost John. Probably lost connection, yeah. Yeah, he probably lost connection. He'll be back. Those the, the heat after, especially not even just losing game six to four is a game seven, but being right there like that and losing that game six the way they lost it. You, you like they they went into that locker room and I'm telling you, here he is. He's back. Hey, Sorry. Goldman. So everybody thought the game was over in Miami. They thought they won it. You saw like you know Kevin Hart's on the sideline high five. I mean everyone on the planet thought the game was over. This will be my last comment. And I got to clean up here a little bit and get some sleep. I'm watching the daughter today solo, so I got to be up in six hours. Yeah, no but worries. The the that that end of that game, if the Celtics go on to win a championship or they go on to win Game Seven, even that, I mean, Derek White's like a immortal in Boston now. That's kind of like a James White moment in the Super Bowl, or like Larry sure. Bird steals the ball to Dennis Johnson, Havlicek. It's one of those moments. It's one of those crazy things that you'll never see again. I mean, that 0. 0.2 seconds, that's absolutely insane. No, let me... What a... uh, uh, we lost him again. We might have lost probably... him this time. Yeah. yeah. He probably won't come back. But I'm just glad he showed up. That was great. Um, yeah. No, that was crazy. And, you know, it's funny. We, we spent we spent so much time talking about this game tonight. And, you know, for those who came for Cigar Talk, you know, I, you know we gave you some. But I'm sorry. This, this was just – this was a historical game, I mean, in my eyes. I mean, it was hard, well, it was well, hard not get, to do this. When you have Miami in it, this is – you know, it's the home of the, most of the cigar industry. So I, I think, you know, there's some circumstances here. And, you know, there is a, a Boston contingent, you know um, – on the show, obviously, and John Carney. So, so I think there was. I think this was a total good pivot here. Um, yeah, wasn't a I deflection. mean, this was a pivot. Yeah, this was a pivot, not a def. Yeah, not a deflection. I've, and by the way, I, I have never deflected on a topic. I think everyone will know. I'll stick with my topic. Um, oh yeah. So, all right, cool. Where <laughs> you're, 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 forget about forget about Allen and Doc Rivers for a second. All right, and this and this is just for the people on the show. All right. I'm gonna ask you a question, and take your uh-huh. your you know your high heat romance for the city for the city of Miami uh-huh. out of yeah. it for a second. All right, just be logical. Uh huh. Who wins Game Seven? Boston. Yeah. You know, I'll be don't... honest. I mean, they 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 have totally. I mean, yeah, they but... Miami had this team beat physically and emotionally, uh, in after the three games and in, into Game Four. How can you not be say? And, and it's not, they could be a full strength Miami tomorrow or, or Monday. Um, I I gotta go Boston. Um, with it. I mean, it, it's logical at this point. I mean, the it's Heat have to be mentally this exhausted. This is this is a devastating. You know, this is reminding me of uh, the Yankees and Red Sox all over again. I knew. I had a feeling like I predicted Boston was going to win that Yankee game though in Game Seven, um, but yeah, and this game's in Boston. You're going to have a rabid fan base. Oh. I mean, look at this. This is a game they were talking about replacing the coach after the game three. I mean, and he was getting destroyed up there. First of all, what I'll say is, you know, Miami. Yeah, you guys have a, a strong fan base, but there's yeah. not many fan see... bases like the fan bases in yeah. Boston. New York, Look, Philadelphia. I mean, you're talking yeah. the northern northern states with, you know, a strong, you know, 
strong historical teams with very big fan bases. I mean, very tough. I mean, and it's no secret. Players from all over the league have said they hate playing in Boston. They just absolutely hate it. They hate going to the Garden. They hate it. Yeah. Miami did win two games there, though. Keep that in mind. They did win two games in Boston. They did. So they can It's not like they can't win in Boston, but the circumstances and the momentum of this series and now having to get on that plane and go to Boston tomorrow, um, well, you thought you were going to be going out to Denver next week. Uh, you know, you probably were sitting on that bench thinking, uh, you know, what time is our flight out to, to Colorado? And, and, you know, now you got to go play this other game. And I, well, I don't think they'll have a Sixers disaster in Game 7, Boston. I don't think they'll have that. I think it'll be a difference because they have all the momentum going for them right now. I'll tell you, though, I think we're starting to see the birth of a new rivalry here. I mean, Boston-Miami? I mean... Uh, it, it's, you know, I think the rivalry's already been building for the past few years, wouldn't you say so? I mean, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe we're already there, but yeah. I yeah, mean, it, I mean this, this is, this is was, almost like the new... I mean, it's not the same, but... It's almost like for for the time being, it's almost like the new Celtics Lakers rivalry. I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean the Knicks had a Heat rivalry. They had a big rivalry because of the whole Riley thing, and they met in the playoffs and the bench brawl where Patrick Ewing gets thrown out of the game, but just looking around, he gets off the bench. You know, stuff. You know that. But you know the Knicks have been terrible for a long time, and really, you look at the last few years. I mean, it's been Miami and Boston. You know, the team standing. So. uh my Sixers haven't been there, so. Um. <sighs> Damn. So, so wait. So, 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 if, so yeah. when is Game Seven? Is it Monday? I think it's Monday. Monday. Monday tomorrow's at eight thirty. Tomorrow's a huge. Tomorrow's a huge sports day, actually. Racing. Tomorrow's racing day. Well, that's uh, Indy Five Hundred and the Coca Cola Six Hundred. And Monaco. And Monaco, that's right. And Monaco, yeah. And Monaco, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna be going to Atlanta in the morning. I'll, I'm gonna see if I can get the race on Sirius. I think they carry it on on Sirius. So, um, but yeah, I mean that was bad scheduling on my part. And the Golden um, Knights lost to Dallas again, and it's four t- four two. They yeah, lead the series three yeah. two. But and I and I was and the talking Phillies... to, to to Kevin, and Kevin says, uh, I think the Knights are gonna fuck up and miss the cup. And I'm like, ah, really. Oh. Uh, Dallas is a legitimately good, very good team they're playing. It's not uh, Dallas definitely deserves to. They've been two of the best teams in the West all year. Uh, I can see Golden Knights pulling it out too, um, but again, they blew a three-one lead in this one too, right? So, uh, um, yeah, they had a three-nothing lead. Three-zero. Three-zero. Yeah. It was three-zero. They lost yeah. game four yeah. and then they lost game five. Yeah. They were in the same boat. Yeah. So it's like, are we? Are we watching? Are we watching? Two series right now go down the same exact path at the same time simultaneously. I mean, that's just insane. no. This 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 is big. This is bigger. This is bigger. What's happened in this series? This is like this is one of the greatest Eastern Conference Finals in a long time. Um, so uh, uh, I am predicting my. By the way, my indie prediction tomorrow is I think that finally Scott Dixon finds a way to win this race tomorrow again. Even though he doesn't have the fastest car, I think he'll, he'll find a way to win this race. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and I'm going to be watching all of the yep. racing tomorrow for sure. But, man, I, yeah, I tell you, uh, I, I, I am still just, I am still just, like, my nerves are all over the place right now. Yeah. I need to yeah. have a drink after this. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Boy, 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 this people, boy, the city just of Miami just must be losing their minds right now. I'll tell you, this this is going to be so far one of the best episodes of Spare Notes, simply for the fact that we encapsulated all this. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'll tell you, man, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah, we, uh... So, listen, um, before we go too far, I think we're... Um, yep. any, is there any more cigar talk we want to get in tonight <laughs> before we wrap up the show? Um, anything if like, no, that you want to bring up? Yeah, I didn't think so, but I had to ask. Oh, I, don't I know Mitchell's got, maybe Mitchell's got something. I don't want to speak for him. Mitchell, you got anything you want to say uh, about cigar I, related? I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good too. We had a lot on the PCA tonight and I think in the next couple of weeks we'll get some more info as the time gets close to the show yep. and we'll have. Yep. Even more to say on it uh, next show. Yeah, usually the last show before the trade show is usually probably the biggest one because by then we know most of everything that's been announced and yeah, uh, whatnot. So I think uh, the next week we'll we'll touch a little bit more on PCA uh, as well as a couple of other things, and then the next show after that will be our last show before the before the trade show, and by that show we'll have a lot of information. Uh, and it sounds like we might even have discussion on the 2025 show based on what Jay is saying. So I don't know. We'll 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 have to see. Um, but that's going to do it tonight, guys. I Thank yep. you for, for hanging in here with us. Um, sorry if it wasn't enough cigar talk for you. but um, No, we had a lot. We, we went almost two hours of the cigar yeah, talk. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. You're right. So, you know, yeah. there, yeah. there is yeah. that. Um, but, no, I mean, it was still a great show. This was probably one of the most fun shows we've done um, simply because of all that energy. Uh, but, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms, our YouTube channel, and everywhere you get your podcast on the download platforms. Um, and with that, we'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.